Hi, hello, welcome to Directly US episode 230. I'm here with Parker, me and Parker, us, we're redirect. Mm -hmm. We're joined collectively mm -hmm. by Cheesy. He streams and whatnot. He does the TikToks. You can check all his yeah, stuff hello, out everyone. in the description. He's been here before. Um, what, Thank this you is the third time you've been here? <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. You can support us by going to youtube.com slash watch redirect or twitch.tv slash watch redirect and give them $4.99 of your or Jeffy Bezos's money. If you got a Twitch Prime account, how do you get Twitch Prime? You have Amazon Prime, like half the planet, because it's it's useful, uh, begrudgingly. Yeah. <laughs> you link your Amazon <laughs> Prime account to your Twitch account. You get a Prime gaming sub every month. All you got to do is remember to renew it. You go to our channel, you click the thing, and you go free Prime sub. You can give it to Cheesy, too, or any other Twitch streamer that you like that is an affiliate or partner. Just use it. It's free money. All the money we could take away from Jeff Bezos, the better. Um, in exchange for that, you get loyalty badges, you get free switch keys from time to time, you get access to our supporters only Discord, we record this show every week on Thursdays, usually at 9pm Eastern Time, it's a great old fun time, you can contribute to the show by writing in the recording chat. Um, also, mm -hmm. you can see all the other stuff that you can get by going to our Patreon for varying tiers, there's merch that you can get, physical goods, for the money that you give us to support what we do here. Um, but for today we're gonna we have stuff and things to talk about like super nintendo mm -hmm. world you you saw the title man you saw it you saw it you know what we're doing cheesy went to super nintendo world we have questions mm -hmm. i might have answers mm -hmm. yeah is, uh, it, is it like is it like real real good you know it's true and stuff is it, is, is it real good and stuff how many oh, yeah, one ups did you one. get that's the big question <laughs> i got one one up actually oh, man. yeah yeah but it's kind of concerning because it's like a souvenir cup uh, and like there's a, a straw that's going through the one-ups head oof. so it's like you know and I'm, i assume I'm, I'm that getting, you had to, that i assume you had to pay money for that one up oh, oh yeah this is yeah. inaccurate <laughs> this is inaccurate you're supposed to get money and then you know what already one ding to super nintendo world not canon <laughs> yep yep that's right just cross that off the list um <laughs> Yeah, it's a really good time. Uh, it's it is a gamified park. You know, it, it's a, a gamified park based on a video game, and I think they did a really good job with it. Uh, right away, though, when you walk in, you know, if you want like the full experience, you have to get the power band, and the power band is how you're able to like interact with some of these things in the park, and that is forty dollars that you're already oh, spending. Wow. Wow, and it is so, so you so you already pay to go to the park, right? Exactly, ballpark. Okay, how much? Because uh, last time I went to Universal it was like I don't know, like three, four, five years ago. I forgot COVID existed, so like four or five yeah, years right. ago. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. And it was like I don't know, like one hundred and twenty bucks to get in the park, um, and then on top of that, or is it more or less now? <laughs> I was I would assume more for the base price of be... getting in the park completely honest mm. with you i don't know because oh, okay. i was it was it was kind of a gift okay you know i have right. a, a friend mm -hmm. that works at dreamworks and they were gotcha. uh, dreamworks was going to preview super gotcha. nintendo world and they just asked if i wanted to join along mm. and so honestly yeah. super grateful that this opportunity even happened makes sense so you yeah. so you had to pay for the band anyway right i paid for the band okay. yeah because i mean mm -hmm. if i'm gonna be there i want the full experience right 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 yeah. right Looking so it up right now, choose. one day admission is is one hundred nine dollars. Okay, so yeah, okay, yeah. So I mean, but so, still, that's 
a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so it's a hundred and fifty dollars swing at least if you want to yeah. if yeah. you went the full Super Nintendo World experience. Man. Yes, but then I mean, there's food and then merch, mm-hmm. and so yeah. it's, it's yeah, that goes up higher on. than that fast. Yeah, it's that Nintendo money for sure. <laughs> uh, but I I got the Luigi band. You can get uh, Mario, Toad, Luigi, Yoshi, Peach, and Daisy. And what's kind of fun about it is it has a QR code on the back. So you scan it and it already sends you to uh, Universal Hollywood app. And then you make an account. Mm-hmm. And then within the app, there's a Nintendo, um, a Super Nintendo World section of that app. And then when you uh, scan your band, it knows that you chose Luigi. So then you choose kind of like the the profile picture of Luigi and then a background color. And mm-hmm. then for the day, you are on Team Luigi. So you can hmm. be like connect collecting coins or try to get a high score in the Mario Kart ride. And all of that is going towards Team Luigi. And I think mm-hmm. it, the, it changes every four hours. So like you could be in that park for that amount of time and then after four hours it will switch and uh start all over okay question um so Mm -hmm. the band did you buy the band as like a it's yours now or you like are renting it while you're there kind of thing no it it is mine it is one time purchase if you go back exactly you can use it again Mm -hmm. yeah it's an amiibo okay and so i can uh transfer coins that's uh, that i collect in mario or super nintendo world and mm-hmm. transfer them to uh, Mario Kart. Oh, nice! That's awesome. Yeah. Wait, does it work Mar- in any oh, other okay. games? For uh, as far as I know, it's just Mario Kart. Okay. I mean, I guess maybe in other games, like because there's a bunch of other games that are like you can use an amiibo if you want. It'll it'll give you something. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you know Mario Odyssey. I think it'll just give any amiibo will give you coins mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. I don't know. Right. Um, so yeah. maybe they're just something like that. But that's neat. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So forty. So, like with that in mind. Except for, mm-hmm. like, in our situation where we would be, like, traveling there. Um, yeah. People that live there, it is way more worth the $40 because yeah. you're, pro- you're probably going to go there a decent amount of times. Like, that $40. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially, yeah, if you've got, like, a, you know, annual pass or yeah, something like right. that, too, then, like, you can keep going back and then... Huh, so and if, that's great. If you're a completionist, you are going to be going mm-hmm. there a lot. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> unfortunately for those that are just visiting... You're probably not going to be able to do all the things that you want to do. Mm. Uh, And what I mean by that is there are stamps that you can collect. So, you know, you you hit your first question mark block, you get a stamp. You collect 20 coins, you get a stamp. And then there's silhouettes of stamps within the app that you can click on. And it will be like, hey, maybe if you do this, this is how you'll get the stamp. So... Uh, that part has me like itching for more. Like I wish I could go back and get some mm-hmm. of those. Like one is look through the binoculars and find the Pikmin that's on Mount Beanpole. And mm-hmm. I, I wish that I would have experienced that. Um, but even on the Mario Kart ride, they have stamps that you can get. So you're going to be on that ride many times trying to get whatever it is that mm. you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Okay. So, walk question, me through. Question. Like, yeah, go for it. Who first. is going to be the first one to make the YouTube video? I speed. Run, I moved to, <laughs> to California <laughs> so that I can speed run Super Nintendo World. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna guess what, like, Game Explain, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's funny. Okay, so yeah. what was um, your question? So yeah, walk me through the experience of like, I don't have a great concept of like, to, to me, looking at the videos of the, the Japan one, and I assume this one looks like, having seen the videos of the Japan one, is this mm-hmm. one pretty similar in terms of layout and size and stuff like that? It is not. Um, and okay. I, I tried my best to like not look at any videos because I wanted to mm. get like the full experience for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. This is one of the downsides, I would say, which is not like it's not that big of a deal. It's kind of more nitpicky. Um, mm-hmm. We are super lucky that California even got Nintendo Land because mm-hmm. it's pretty small. And if you know Universal, it mm-hmm. is up against the back lot of like the studio tour. Yeah. So when it yeah. comes to even expansion, I don't even know mm-hmm. how they're going to do that or yeah. if it's just going to stay uh, a Mario land. Mm-hmm. So does it feel pretty small then is what I was getting at too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And no. I mean, when we talked to the employees there, they said that there are going to be reservations for at least the first year. So you're going to have to mm-hmm. have a reservation to even get into the park and you know i don't know if that's like a two hour limit when we did our preview we only had two hours so we made sure that we rode the ride right away and uh, this was a preview Mm -hmm. so like we were able to get on it pretty quickly but Mm -hmm. depending on how many people are there you know that that line could be really long right Right. you do Mm -hmm. have these kind of mini games on the side of the uh of the land and you the goal of the Super Nintendo World is to collect three keys. If you collect three keys, then you get to go to Bowser Jr.'s castle. It's like a secret kind of area, and you have to have these keys in order to go to that castle. Did you you go to the castle? What's in it? (laughs) So, yeah, I did go to the castle, and it was one of those where we had a yellow wristband, and that's how they could tell, like, what wave we were in. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, they were kind of kicking people out after the two hours of you know if you had a yellow wristband we weren't going to let you do the the bowser's castle like or Mm -hmm. bowser jr's castle it wasn't like they like kicked you out of the park like get out of here you have a yellow wristband (laughs) right uh it was just eventually you're like ah well we can't do anything else in this park so Mm -hmm. we should probably leave um so you get the three keys and it is not a ride but it is i guess an attraction um, mm-hmm. Because what it is, is this giant screen. It's this giant screen that you stand in front of. And while you are looking at the screen, you are seeing a silhouette of yourself. You are seeing a shadow. And it hmm. shows a video of like, if a bomb is coming down, swat it away with your hands. And if a bullet bill, bullet bill is coming by, duck. Um, if there's a power up block, jump. And um, you're trying to hit Bowser Jr. that is flying by on screen and uh within i don't know maybe it's like a minute and a half or two minutes that you're Mm -hmm. you're doing this and uh as many times as you can hit bowser jr you're collecting coins but also the goal is to get the golden mushroom and it is the closest experience i think we're going to have to being in a mario game because when i was looking at my shadow and i was trying to hit these bombs well i got hit with a bullet bill and my shadow shrunk and it, it does make you feel really <laughs> That's small. Awesome. And then you have to jump up and hit a power up block mm-hmm. and you uh, get a power up mushroom. So you grow. And so and it's, is the yeah. screen like scrolling during all this? It is or not like, scrolling. Yeah. Okay. 
You're I'm trying to get like a visual in my head. Okay, yeah. And things you're, are coming at you? Exactly. You're standing in okay. place, um, like standing on a number. And mm-hmm. think of like, because this technology is not really something new. Think of mm-hmm. uh, like the PlayStation iToy. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember sure. yeah. that where nope. it's like <laughs> it's like a camera that's set up and then you use your body to, you know, play these games. Yeah, um, gotcha. Yeah. You ever so use you see... like connect? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah. Th- th- that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, cool. exactly. So that part was actually really cool because you're like, well, we have to collect three keys while we're here mm-hmm. and then they make it like this kind of secret and is it going to be worth it? And it turns out like it was a really cool experience. Hmm. And so for that, like you said, it's a big screen, your shadow. Is it like lots of people lined up? You might've already said that. And and so they each have all their own shadows and something's happening to each of them. Or like it's just one person at a time per screen or something no, like I that. No, I think there was like maybe 12 people in the room. Okay, gotcha. But you all just nice. stay in one spot. So you're not like running all yeah. over the place. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. you stay in one place. The bombs are like floating down and then you can swat them up to uh, mm-hmm. baby Bowser and, and try to um, that's cool. Try to hit him. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. You um, you mentioned the Mario Kart ride earlier. Um, mm-hmm. So correct me if I'm wrong on some of this. So I think I, a long time ago I watched the like the tour of the one in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like it's a kind of, you know, similarly like, it, I don't know. It it's a ride, a Toy but Story like. Ride. Um, and which Disney park is that in? It's like, it's, I think it's in both. Cause there's a California adventure. Is, right. I'm saying which Disney park, I think it's like an Epcot or, or something. I don't know exactly oh, gotcha. which uh, Orlando park it's in, like but Magic it is in gotcha. Disneyland too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, it gives me those vibes. Is it like, is it like that, right? It's pretty much exactly like that, except Makes for sense. it's more, more storybook <laughs> of mm-hmm. a like mm-hmm. storybook ride. If you're familiar with like, you know how those work, it's a dark ride. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, you get a Mario hat. And then mm-hmm. the visor, the like face shield that is the AR that you're going to be looking through is uh, sitting right in front of you as you get on the ride and you take it and it just like, snaps into place into the Mario hat. It's magnetic. So it's really easy to put on. Um, and I tried to get footage of this ride, but I don't think I haven't even looked at it because I don't think it's going to work um, mm. because mm-hmm. what i saw is not what you were going to see yeah. on camera it's hard to catch yeah. the yeah. ar mm-hmm. yeah exactly um and What's... it's cool because mm-hmm. you you get the item boxes and you only get shells so that's kind of disappointing but you get mm-hmm. uh shells and your goal is to hit any of the bad guys just and, green shells uh, yeah just green shells gotcha. And if you hit the bad guys, you earn some coins. And if you get over 100 coins, you get the universal trophy. So it's like all the trophies in Mario Kart, but they mm-hmm. have the universal uh-huh. one. Right. That's um, cool. Yeah. Kind of makes me think do maybe you... that's DLC. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you yeah. aim? Yeah. Uh, it's it just like with your head and like, yep. it's just like yeah. what you're looking at is what you're aiming at. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So like that's the only difference I think with uh, the Toy Story ride that we're all thinking of. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just one screen. So yeah, you are kind of looking around, but it's still in that one area mm-hmm. with the Mario Kart ride. I mean, you're looking all over the place, but you're also trying yeah. to steer. 
because uh, if you steer in the right direction, you can also earn coins. And so you're steering, but you're also looking to yeah. aim at the bad guys. So you look in that direction and then there's triggers on the steering wheel and uh, then you just start firing away. But you yeah. look in the direction that you want to hit. And so it's I haven't been on the Toy Story ride specifically. The closest one that I can think of that it might be like is one at Bush Gardens, uh, the Dark Castle. Um What's the speed like of it? Like, I mean, because Mario Kart, you'd assume you're going pretty fast, but it seems like for this kind of thing, it's probably a bit of a slower experience. Yeah. Is that pretty much right? slower, and I've seen people complain about that, but when you're on the ride, I mean, if you're familiar with Mario Kart, this is Mm -hmm. so cool, and it feels like you're going (laughs) fast, and there's so much that is happening. Uh, Mm -hmm. There was one point where there's a lightning bolt that strikes, and, you know, you feel like you're small. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, we were underwater, I think, and a blooper hit. But that doesn't make sense because, you know, if you're underwater, the the ink is going to, like, yeah. not be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, like, just stuff like that. And yeah. uh, I, I'm glad that it is more of a slower ride because you get to experience more of it. Yeah, if it was mm-hmm. fast, how would you interact with it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Plus, like, That's even fun. Mario Kart's not really fast. I mean, if you're doing 200cc... I guess. Right. But. Okay. So I guess, uh, you know, we could say that this was like 50 CC then. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But it's, uh, it takes you through like Luigi's mansion and, uh, mm-hmm. Bowser's castle. You do rainbow road at the end, which is really cool with the lights. And then you get the superstar. Um, so that is like the big celebration uh, yeah. at the end. And yeah, it's, it's really fun. Like I, I wish that I could do it again. It, it's, like you know we were on a time crunch so mm-hmm. we got to experience it but at the same time it was we were on the clock mm-hmm. so yeah. i wish i could go back and just like hmm. experience it just without worrying about you know being out at a certain time yeah, yeah that's the rough thing about like launches like this for for like attractions because like really yeah. mm-hmm. the best time to get on something like that is like two or three years in <laughs> Because yeah. the line's yeah. not crazy, you know, like, people yep. already did it before, so you're not, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. on. The, you don't v- usually have to, like, get reservations or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, especially for people like us that talk about this stuff um, on the internet for people to, to, to enjoy, <laughs> um, you kind of <laughs> want to get on it earlier. So it's like your experience is not going to be as good as most of the people yeah. throughout the history of this ride's existence. Um, yeah it's true i mean it's it's still with a blast and mm-hmm. the queue line is a lot of fun too there's a part where you go into bowser's study and bowser has a bunch of books and they're titled just really funny uh titles and it just kind of adds to the mario lore that we don't really have but i wish we did mm-hmm. um but he yeah. had books like you know dental hygiene for chain chomps and piranha plants how do you feed them uh red or green know your koopa how to talk to princesses and the Uh littlest goomba like i'm there's so many the double dash years um (laughs) there's so many good books so while you're just like waiting in line you'll have a lot to look at yeah so man that's the kind of stuff yeah go for it i was just gonna say what is like all the other stuff like there, like mm-hmm. I, I, the first thing that I saw people talking about uh, when it came to this version of the park versus Japan is like the mm-hmm. different stuff on the menu and how there's like less things. Um, what mm-hmm. food and like 
souvenirs and all that stuff. I guess we can start with the food. Did you did you try any of that stuff? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Toadstool's Cafe I, over the Mario Kart ride was probably like my next favorite part okay. of that uh, world um, because you you go into this like mushroom uh, cap and inside it's very kind of cozy and foresty and um, you have food that is i will say it was good like it's not anything amazing but it's really good theme park food but what mm-hmm. you're paying for is the presentation yeah so for example mm-hmm. i got the luigi burger and that was of like course, a of chicken course, team luigi exactly <laughs> I, I gotta i gotta represent um mm-hmm. there was uh it's a chicken sandwich with uh is it green because bell he's peppers. a chicken <laughs> is that oh, like you know what, what? Off of? Maybe you maybe. said green well, peppers. Cat. Oh man, the the, the <laughs> theming. <laughs> yeah, it's mm-hmm. green bell peppers, and then get this pesto. Oh, uh, it's, this yeah, is very yeah. green, beautiful. Yeah, with Love Swiss it. cheese. Um, mm-hmm. so uh, they was, they dropped the ball. Italian, I don't know why they put Swiss cheese. They put the worst <laughs> cheese on it. Oh, <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> but uh, they give you a um, a bun have a charcoal painted mustache on the bun and then a a luigi topper hat so Mm -hmm. they do the same thing with the mario burger but the mario Mm -hmm. burger is like a cheese uh bacon cheeseburger with tomato and lettuce um there was the fireball spaghetti which is just Mm. spaghetti and meatball but then it came Mm -hmm. with this like came with this like round chip and it had a fire flower on it and then you eat it and it's a parmesan crisp it, like mm. everything is so well thought out and they should I have, have seen... lit it on fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, Here, child. They said it had kind of a, a spicy <laughs> taste to it so that's that's mm-hmm. good um but uh i've seen the food in japan and it does seem kind of a downgrade and like honestly california seems like a downgrade to japan but i'm mm. just grateful that we even have it in the first place yeah it's, yeah. it's very cool yeah. to have um, yeah what about the other stuff you said you got the the one up is there any other cool like uh exclusive merch stuff, merch stuff there um so yeah i got the one up for uh while i was eating and then you can also get a power up mushroom if you want and those are just you know souvenir cups mm-hmm. um very disturbing if you hold on i stepped away from the mic so uh, i'm gonna show it on camera this is the the one up uh move it up a little bit there you yeah, go. Can you see it? To the yeah, right yeah, yeah. a little bit to, to the right. Yeah. Perfect. There we go. <laughs> I know my directions. Mm-hmm. So this is the one up cup. It's kind of disturbing though when you uh take it off. Oh my god. That's what it looks like. <laughs> uh for audio so, listeners and Parker, uh-huh. it looks like yeah. the like the there there's his eyes at the bottom, and then you take the top off and it's like a really long Lego head. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so yeah you can get souvenir cups there um but real quick before we go into merch at toadstool's mm-hmm. cafe part of the like personality of that restaurant is the toads and there's screens that are on the wall that are supposed to look like windows but there's a couple of screens that are looking outside of mushroom kingdom and so you see the toads and how they are living their day-to-day and then there's toads that are in the kitchen and that's where we sat and personally i think if you can ask to be sat in that area uh that's where you want to be because 
Mm-hmm. The toads are are making your food. They have mm-hmm. step stools that they have to walk up to even get to the counter and then walk down the step stool. Uh, there's a toad that's like cutting uh, carrots and then throws it into a pot while another toad comes by and takes the pot. Um, but while you're there in your dining experience, you're listening to like uh, Mario Galaxy music and 3D World. And then mm-hmm. it gets really dark and heavy. And you're like, whoa, that's a... Why did it change like that? And then you look at the the toads in Mushroom Kingdom and Bowser's airship is oh. coming through and the sky starts turning gray and dark and bullet bills are flying down. And the toads in the kitchen, they kind of like hear about it and they, mm-hmm. they look at each other and then start running around in a circle like kind of panicking. <laughs> and there was one toad that is like whisking away at a dish and mm-hmm. uh, they... they all leave the the kitchen including that toad but then like a few seconds later that toad comes back and is whisking even harder like i gotta get this dish done you know and then a bullet bill (laughs) flies through the kitchen and that's what gets it to leave and then that happens for i think maybe like two minutes and then Mm -hmm. all the toads come back into the kitchen they kind of look at each other like well that was weird okay well back to work you know so that's uh, great. Yeah. How it's, often do you think that kind of thing, like, what's the, because I assume it's on a loop. Yeah. Of some sort, like how long is the loop to where, like, if you ate there long enough, you would see it happen again and again or something like that. I mean, it's probably like every, I'm, I'm just guessing, but like every mm-hmm. 15 minutes, it, it reminded okay. me a lot of like, you know, going to a rainforest cafe and it starts mm-hmm. raining and thundering. Um, I wish the lights yeah. did kind of flash. So you kind of mm-hmm. knew that something was happening. Uh, yeah. Because if you weren't looking in the right direction or weren't listening to the music, you probably would have no idea. Uh, I feel like if song... they're going to do that, they need to make the loop longer. Because like if the lights flash mm-hmm. every fifty minutes, yeah, yeah, true, true, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, and and part of uh, uh, Toadstool's Cafe, real quick, um, is Chef Toad. Chef Toad is so cute i fell in love with him i feel like they are making a game or it's he's gonna be a big part of the movie because right now it's just a nintendo world exclusive so i got a Hmm. plush um and he's Mm. just looks like a chef um but then there's also a, a figurine that you can get and when it came to merch i feel like there's a lot of good stuff there uh, but it also just kind of feels like this is what Nintendo would sell. Nothing that is too mm. Super mm-hmm. Nintendo World exclusive, at so, least right now. So, anyway. like, could I get most of the stuff there if I just go to Nintendo New York? Um, There might be some plushes that they are just saving for Super Nintendo World. Yeah, like, you probably I've, couldn't I've get been... the Chef Toad. You pro- that's, I don't think that's there. <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah, that one is probably the most exclusive exclusive thing that you can buy in the Mm. park um yeah i don't know because i've never really been to uh the nintendo store in new york but i can imagine them selling the exact same Mm -hmm. thing at their store Mm. it's it's there's like pretty generic stuff 
there like most of the stuff that you would imagine uh like mm-hmm. one-up mushroom uh pillows mm-hmm. and like mario mm-hmm. plush and luigi yeah. and they have some stuff from like splatoon and animal crossing and zelda mm-hmm. well and it's tough because like i can imagine that on one hand they'd want to make exclusive things and all that but on the other hand it's like you know the people get that are going to an amusement park other than like, there's obviously lots of people that are going to come specifically for super nintendo lands mm-hmm. Um, but you know, after a while, it'll just be that like regular people are going to universal and then also wander into there. So you want things to be kind of generic at the same time. So like, that's a, probably a weird balance yeah, to have to cause, like, cause also yeah. I would assume that most of the people that are going to this park also never went to Nintendo New York. They're on yeah, the other right, side yeah, exactly. of the country. Yeah. So like it, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it could just serve as also like a de facto uh branch mm-hmm. of the Nintendo yeah. store too. So like some yeah, exactly. some exclusive stuff that you can only get there mm-hmm. and some stuff that or most stuff I would I would guess. Um yeah. that you can get any uh where at, at like these big Nintendo like um uh mm-hmm. brick and mortars, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean like this pillow that I got is a question mark pillow and it does have the super nintendo world tag on it mm. but what's mm. uh nice about this pillow is it's very soft it's bean padding but it's also reversible and can turn into the superstar nice that's cool yeah so i don't know i mean like maybe there are some things that are strictly uh mm-hmm. super nintendo world exclusive mm-hmm. but to me felt like you know i could probably yeah. just buy this online right yeah yeah like sense. there's there's nothing about that that screams super nintendo world besides the fact the tag and the fact that you know that you got it there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right now there's a ton of Mario Kart merch and mm-hmm. just because of the ride. But yeah, I also think that N- Nintendo is probably selling Mario Kart stuff. But I yeah. don't actually yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Mario Kart stuff. Is there anything... So, like, with all that, I mean... Well, I guess before even getting into that, like, overall, would you say... I mean, it sounds like yes. But, like, is it worth going, you know, to, like, somebody once it's open and everything in, what, February? Is that right? It opens in a couple uh, February weeks? February 17th, yep. 17th, yep. So, like, Joe Schmo that likes Nintendo stuff, do you feel like worth going? I mean, if you're a fan of Nintendo, I think it's worth going just to experience the land and, and all the work that they put in to make it feel like you're in a Mario game. Um, mm-hmm. All the music is really well done. It's it's not overbearing because, you know, we hear Mario music that is, what, like 8 to 15 seconds long and then they loop it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And uh, it, you never really feel like you're hearing the same thing, but it also fits really well with the area that you're in. Um, hmm. Like Bowser's Castle has some Bowser's music that I think is new. Like, I don't remember hearing it in any uh mario game we got exclusive um, music <laughs> yeah yeah um i think that it is worth going it's worth checking out and the little mini games that we didn't really talk about uh mm-hmm. they're they are interactive it's not like you're in front of a screen or anything for example mm-hmm. you have the goomba crank and the goomba's like on a rolling log and your goal is to move this crank as fast as you can to get the goomba to fall off and then if you do you get a key and then there's one where you have mm-hmm. to align a green shell with some uh pow blocks and that one's kind of hard you have to time it uh in order mm. for it to go in the green pipe and then hit uh, a koopa so there's like things that you do have to do there it is mm-hmm. small but i also think it's probably the best thing at uh Uno hollywood right now like i think nice. it would be really hard to pass it up yeah 
And it sounds like it's it's dense as well. Like yeah. I mean, talking about you know having a being able to speed run everything and having to go back multiple times or whatever. Like there's, I mean, it kind of reminds me of you know, and makes me all the more excited for the Mario movie. Where like it's going to be an hour and a half movie, but the, even from the trailers we've seen, there's just so it's so jam packed with like little references and mm-hmm. fun stuff that's like around every corner yeah. that um you know it seems like they're doing a pretty good job of that like there's and all the stuff like the Bowser's the Bowser study thing like that's just so fun yeah. that there in a lot of the games there hasn't really been opportunity I guess to you know do some of that kind of thing um and now there is there's just a place where it's like we need to put some stuff on some books let's have mm. some fun with it well, I mean, um, so those kinds of things like that's just neat yeah even that like section i it makes me wonder like is that the the story that we're going to be getting with bowser in the movie like he's a single dad you know and he's taking care Mm -hmm. of all of these minions plus his kids and i think (laughs) the dude is just trying to do his best and probably is stressed out and maybe that's like what the power star is supposed to represent Mm -hmm. like he's doing it for his family that kind of thing you know what i've never related to bowser more oh my god you're not even a single dad (laughs) No, that's true. Just a regular old... That is true. Just, just a regular day. <laughs> Not single one. <laughs> you did mention uh, like references and little Easter yeah. eggs and stuff. And part of the park is just playing around. So if you do have the yeah. power-up band, which you don't need to have necessarily to visit the park, but I think if you don't get it, you're kind of missing out on the experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like There's yeah. like little Mario symbols that you can find. And one of them, I used the power-up band and it was like this brick wall and when I used it on the uh, use the power up band on the wall, it lit up a eight uh, bit Mario. So stuff like that. Nice. Mm, That's nice. fine. Yeah, you'll you'll kind of discover. Mm-hmm. So do they That's not right. have the peach popcorn that was in the Japanese Nintendo Direct? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't think they do. L-Par, if they do, it's like cancel it. <laughs> yeah, they they might. I don't know because there were even like foods that we wanted to try. There was one uh, dessert that was a um, tiramisu question mark block cake, mm. and they were like, "Oh, mm-hmm. we're we're out of that one oh, right now." Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, and there's yep. it, it was a soft open, so there's things that yeah. weren't mm-hmm. working, or you know they needed to fix. Like my friend tried to get a. Um, a toad power up band and it spit out a Yoshi band and they're like, Oh, sorry, that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. you can use your power up band on the ride to, uh, collect coins and stamps and, uh, mine didn't work. So, you know, I have mm. my friends that get to show off that they got the universal trophy and they saved the golden mushroom. So now they have like the power star of the Nintendo world. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a bummer that I don't have that. But then they joked around like, well, you chose Ouija. So it kind of makes sense. You know, <laughs> I was like, all right, you know what? That, yeah. that checks out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's fun. After, you know, after all of that, is there anything specific that you feel was like missing from it or, you know, something like that? Probably Nintendo. <laughs> right now it's just it's just yeah. mario and like i yeah, right. again i don't know how they are going to expand it um but i'm i you know right now it's the soft opening and mm-hmm. it will probably be i don't know maybe a year before we see any kind of other nintendo properties i mean i hope mm-hmm. it's not that long but uh who knows yeah. what they're they're trying to do i know orlando is already um mm-hmm. going to have the donkey kong ride as well and then yeah. there's rumors of the kid area 
uh, that is closed down is going to be turned into a Pokemon, Pokemon. Yeah. park. Yeah. 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 See, that's what so I'm listen. eyeing. I was I was debating going to both, but now it sounds like I need to just double down on Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean it's it's going to be bigger for sure. But if you mm-hmm. are wanting that, like you need to go visit Super Nintendo World, it's it's there in California. Mm-hmm. And if you're closer, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know you'll you'll get to see uh, a big minion that looks over Nintendo World. <laughs> It's yeah. I was trying to get some footage, and then all of a sudden, there's a minion in in my uh, <laughs> my video, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, you know what? Illumination and Mario, though, so, like mm, fitting. What a great, what a great allegory." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, so good guy. That's Any awesome. Parker? Any yeah. more questions, Parker? I don't think so. No, I mean, sounds like a fun time. I, I mean, I'll probably also wait for the Orlando one at some point, mm-hmm. um, but. I mean, unless I just happen to be in California before yeah. that, which I kind of doubt. But, you know, there's a chance. Happen. There's a chance. Who's to say? But yeah. uh, I was going to, like, like prioritize it. But now I'm, I mm-hmm. think I'm, I'm good waiting for Orlando. Unless mm-hmm. I'm just, yeah. like you said, already in California. Then it's like, why not? Yeah, mm-hmm. then, go, then go check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sounds good. Nice. All right. There ready it is. to move on to the other news. <laughs> Yeah, we are on this uh, the dentist episode of the directly to you. <laughs> I missed. I I was waiting for you to say two thirty at the beginning, um, mm. but you said it real fast, and then <laughs> it was too late. I missed it. Mm. That's that was my dad joke for today. There's going to be more, I'm sure. Um, okay, moving into other news. The do, 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 we heard a couple of days ago, or late last week, actually, probably more accurately. This infuriated the internet. <laughs> I know, it's great. Um, Switch production will increase for 2023. So even in light of all the conversations of like next gen and all that stuff, blah, 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 we're getting more Switches. So here's the... Um, uh, th- I mean, this isn't... I don't think this is officially from Nintendo, but we will be getting the their quarterly update pretty shortly, at which point, mm-hmm. you know, we'll find out yeah, this, this stuff is more just, officially. This is a report from Bloomberg. It's not... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nintendo announcing this. Mm-hmm. So, according to Bloomberg, Bloomberg, via people familiar with the matter, Nintendo is planning to increase the production of the Switch beginning in the coming coming fiscal year that starts in spring in fact nintendo has apparently already told this to suppliers and assembly partners as for why there's a couple of reasons nintendo is convinced that this is possible to do now that the supply shortages and issues are starting to ease they also feel that the demand for the console is still strong and they expect the demand to stay that way for at least another year nevertheless the company is prepared to revise its plans in the event the demand unexpectedly wanes which is likely the reason why nintendo didn't give a specific target number of switch units to produce their suppliers and assembly partners it makes sense via my nintendo news mm-hmm. yeah there, i mean um i mean i i do 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 rob over at rule tv brought up a good point too that like the if there is going to be the you know what we seem to have seen the leak of the um breath the tears of the kingdom switch yeah like mm-hmm. they're still selling animal crossing switches like every once in a while like, i'll still see them randomly at walmart or target or something like that so like uh similarly even if even if it just accounts for like we're gonna make the normal amount of switches we're gonna make and we're gonna make five million you know or whatever two million something like that um of these ones in addition to like 
yeah, there's there's a really really big game around the corner. I mean, um, people are still I buying switches, you. so like, why not just? That. <laughs> but that sounds a little bit like copium, because like, yes, they are going to <laughs> yeah. increase production for the very big video game that they are going to release, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. When, how many times have they released very big video games that they knew were going to be very big video games? Cough, cough, Pokemon, mm-hmm. cough, cough. And <laughs> we didn't hear them specifically say we're going to dramatically increase the production. Of, you know, there's no yeah. reports of that. There's no rumors of that. Anything mm-hmm. like that. I think that this is... This and is, Pokemon's guaranteed to be bigger than... Um, I mean, like, it could be that Tears of the Kingdom happens to be bigger than Scarlet and Violet. Kind of doubt it. Scar- those games are, like, guaranteed yes, to be they, huge. And Tears of the Kingdom is, like, prob- probably right. really big, because like, Breath of the Wild was, but also, who's to The say? only time that I could see them, like, making specific note of the fact that they are going to increase production, because, like, mm-hmm. that's a gimme otherwise like because yes Mm -hmm. they when they release big games they release these special edition consoles they seem to be producing more or like Mm -hmm. actively producing them for longer if we Mm -hmm. if we look to the animal crossing switch as an example and even like uh the the like pokemon special edition switches seem to be like Mm -hmm. in uh in uh in stock for longer um Mm -hmm. if we even if we look at those right um, and we compare it to what Tears of the Kingdom is going to be, unless Tears of the Kingdom is going to sell 40, 50, 60 million units, like, why would they yeah. specifically say that about this game? Because it's not, it's going yeah. to be a big game, but it's not going to mm-hmm. sell 10, 15 million more than a Pokemon game would, you know? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, that, the, I think, it, go for it. It's interesting to like even hear of uh, people still buying the Animal Crossing Switch because mm-hmm. that's not an OLED. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're still selling out on that. So mm-hmm. it, it makes sense, honestly. Like, think about how long the DS line lasted, right. and yeah, there was different like iterations of the DS line, but I just don't understand why we're we're trying to get this Switch too. Like, yeah, we all want it to maybe have more power, but like mm-hmm. the games run fine. Like if if Tears of the Kingdom runs mm-hmm. just as well as it as Breath of the Wild did, people aren't going to complain. They're they're yeah. going to enjoy it, and uh, I, you know it's another reason why maybe we aren't seeing that switch too. Is they saw what the Steam Deck did, or they wanted to see how it was going to perform if people liked it, and because mm-hmm. uh, if they would have put out the you know Switch Two before the Steam Deck or uh yes yeah, steam deck mm-hmm. uh i think it might have been a laughing stock <laughs> yeah that's definitely yeah. possible yeah um yeah also, i mean the other thing go for it mm-hmm. go for it just that like um nintendo is infamous for back just pocketing stuff and holding on to it for yep. however long they want to so mm-hmm. like you know i hardware is a harder thing to do anything like that for obviously um but there still is probably something that they could do where they can at any point in time be six months out or whatever for them, you know, from maybe not six months, but like nine months out from a new hardware release where, you know, they can keep tweaking it and tweaking it. And then at some point when it's like, okay, switch stuff is waning or something like that, they can pivot, bring down the price to bump it back up for a bit and then get, you know, something where it's like, I think at this point, just with the switch selling as well as it is like, they want it to have a smooth 
a smooth transition between the two. Like that's been very clear from mm-hmm. Furukawa from others yeah. saying like, we, we need to have a smooth transition. Like it's gone terribly other times. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but at the same time, like they don't want to jump the gun too early, you know, like might as well ride this while they can and like have, um, cause part of the reason the switch launch was so good was that they had just all these games stockpiled that they could put out right towards the beginning. And they were great games and all that stuff. And so, likewise, they can just kind of do some of the same and have things ready for it. And so, yeah, you know, if people are going to keep buying the consoles, then, like, they'll just keep selling them. And that's obviously what's happening. Yeah, because the reason why consoles exist is to sell software. They are clearly having no problems (laughs) selling software. And for Nintendo especially, it's becoming more Mm -hmm. and more a thing for the other two. Um, But they also make profit on their hardware. The older the hardware is, the more profit they make. If they are Mm -hmm. actively selling this console, there's no slowing in momentum. Why would they ever release a brand new console to nip that in the bud why yeah, would they do I mean, that look at the uh, black friday sell every it's still single the same year thing. yeah <laughs> yeah like, i get it i get it i get that like people have this desire for a new console the people that are like us that are like super active mm-hmm. um like we, we talk about this stuff on the internet so we're like the most gamery of gamers in in this regard right <laughs> sure we want new things to talk about sure we want more powerful games and more third-party support which is not going to happen it's anyway that's a whole nother tangent Um, (laughs) like like, yes we want that but what we Mm -hmm. want is not indicative of what needs to happen almost ever Mm -hmm. almost ever and for what it's worth too like if and I don't know that this is exactly how it works, but if the longer we wait for the next gen, the better it is. Like there's there's a degree to which that's the case, just like technological improvements mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other, you know. Um I think at the same time, probably, you know, they're working with NVIDIA, we would assume, or we basically know. uh, And so they probably have a chip that's figured out and blah, 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 whatever. But they could keep refining it, making tweaks to it. Basically, we could make it to where for the launch switch, we get the Merico switch instead. The one, you know, the 2019 one in the red box instead of the Mm -hmm. original one, which is like just inarguably a better console because it's i mean it's exactly the same in that it runs all the same stuff but it has like double the battery life right. and that's awesome um so in that same way like theoretically the longer we wait for it like if we're okay to buy it our time then like i'm down for the first thing i buy to be the to be a talk like, to not of a be tick. It's, yeah it's, exactly because yeah. like you buy an iphone as soon as it comes out like you, you don't want you don't want to be one of the first people to have an iphone 15 mm-hmm. or whatever because like it's that's where the bugs are going to be and stuff like that. So like you want to be like a second adopter, a third adopter or right. something like that, like just a little bit behind so that they can fix things and, you know, um, basically not get something that's still in more or less early access. Also, um, I don't think the people that are like chomping at the bit for this new console for more power or whatever are going to be happy um, regardless because mm-hmm. it's not going to be what they want it to be. Like even the switch, right? Like people have this mm-hmm. whole uh, like misnomer of the Switch launching dated, which is not true. The Switch wasn't mm-hmm. as powerful as the other consoles, but it was mm-hmm. technologically sound. It was yeah 
modern tech, especially given mm-hmm. the uh, like the cycle of uh, console chips and how they work. Like when mm-hmm. the PlayStation Five launched, it wasn't a chip that came out that same year. They always right, yeah. use slightly older tech. Nintendo us- usually uses way older tech, like in, <laughs> in comparison. The the switch, the 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 uh, system on a chip that they use was modern, and it was as modern mm-hmm. as you're gonna get. And the, the fact that we had USB-C and mm-hmm. the MP and the uh, NFC reader and like mm-hmm. the HD rumble and stuff like it was the most modern console uh, compared to their uh, uh, their competitors since like the GameCube, you know, mm-hmm. and they're probably never going to do a GameCube again ever because the yeah, GameCube yeah. was like on the more powerful side when it launched. It was the most powerful console that was out at the time. It didn't mm-hmm. sell like that. I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> it didn't sell the most out of the three. Um, yeah. So I think that like their priority when they when they're looking at like technological advances, they're going to to, to lean more more towards uh, efficiency than they are going to mm-hmm. lean towards power. So when they buy their time for newer chips, it's not going to be like oh we can get three more teraflops if we just wait another year. <laughs> it's like oh yeah. we can we can like bring this down ten. Uh, 10 uh i can't like watts or whatever like Mm -hmm. we we can we can decrease the amount of power draw for for this Mm -hmm. console longer battery life a little bit longer yeah exactly wait a longer battery life uh less energy being used by the consumer when they dock their switch and charge their switch and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth um i think that that is a bigger priority to them than teraflops Mm -hmm. we're not going to get a crazy like it's not going to be on par with the playstation 5 it doesn't matter yeah when it comes out because they're not looking at playstation or xbox as their competitors Mm -hmm. if anything they might be looking now at steam deck as a competitor if they want to maintain which i would assume um if they want to maintain the handheld side of things but Mm -hmm. even then i'm not i'm not convinced that steam deck is a real threat to them in the same way Mm -hmm. that like even the psp wasn't a real threat to the ds because yeah the psp sold 80 million units or whatever right but the ds sold 155 so like yeah. i i think that that's likely what we're looking at here with the steam deck like i don't think the steam deck is going to sell anywhere near uh like 80 mm-hmm. percent of of the user base of the switch but like even if that's the case it still didn't sell like on par it's still 20 mm-hmm. 30 40 million units behind it so they don't have to like ride its coattails in that way like a, a lot of the like more hardcore gamers think that oh man the steam deck is out and it's real competition now because it's more powerful than you so you're gonna have to mm-hmm. like beat them at their own game and it's like no steam deck still has to beat nintendo at theirs because they are still yeah. the market leader um yeah. not only that but like ips yeah in general exactly. are just more powerful right you know you, yeah. maybe these games don't have the power that you want them to have but you have mario you have zelda you have splatoon you have animal crossing fire emblem xenoblade mm-hmm. like the list goes on and they're great first party pokemon pokemon right. is like a great example mm-hmm. of that and yeah i mean i guess you can get those games on steam deck um but the but the base with... consumer is not going to do that <laughs> because yeah, yeah, it is exactly. too much of a headache yeah on top <laughs> yeah. of the fact I mean, that like that counter is always bad because it's like you can steal. <laughs> like, 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 you know, it's, like, it's like, all right, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even for, I mean, even for just like regular, you know, third party, well, all games are third party on Steam Deck basically. But, yeah. you know, even just regular games, like 
it seems like there's, you know, optimal settings for most games and like the whole just in general, it's it's a PC experience, which some people love that and mm-hmm. love being able to tweak things and make it better and all that. But like for the most part, most people don't, you know, most yeah. people want what, uh, you know, what Xbox and PlayStation. But like, honestly, especially the Switch has, which is just a really seamless, clean, just they want to take it out the box game, and download play it, a video just, game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Um, and like even me, right? I was debating getting a Steam Deck because I thought that it was going to be a lot closer to that. Because like I hate mm-hmm. PC gaming, but I have friends that do PC gaming, so I'm like, well, if there's mm-hmm. an easy way to PC game, I'm down. And even that, which is like marketed, I would argue, mm-hmm. as that like it's the easiest way to get into PC gaming. You still have to think like mm-hmm. even with the newest games coming out, despite the fact that this thing is like taken off um mm-hmm. comparatively um to past efforts um you still have to like check and see if every game that comes out is compatible like imagine yeah. if you had to do that with the switch right now if it's like oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh tears of the kingdom's coming out wait let me see if my switch <laughs> is compatible what yeah <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if in the coming years we'd see games start to have like a a menu option for you know on their PC builds that they just have a menu option for like Steam Deck optimization, so, you know, something, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's where it just like does something like that. Cause otherwise, that's just feels like a lot of work. Again, yeah. and some people love that kind of work. And but just but most, most people, people do don't. Not. <laughs> so, you know, what are you going to do? But that is the nice thing too is like the Switch, Switch 2, whatever, you know, the swap can stand to be <laughs> less powerful than the Steam Deck. But because all the games are made for it specifically, um, then well <laughs> that's not entirely true because like but you know with with games coming out on it specifically the at least they can games, kind of target that hardware yeah, right. yeah exactly because then we get into situations where like there's games that are coming out on the xbox series x that still run like garbage because they're just not optimized right. we're gonna keep having that yeah, like that there's no way that's always. not gonna happen it happens on pc it's a huge yeah. problem on yeah, pc exactly. that's why i, I don't mm-hmm. understand whenever people see stuff like uh like pokemon like the switch was a huge scapegoat mm-hmm. because scarlet and violet's uh performance where it's like the switch should have been mm-hmm. more powerful it's like no game freak should have been better at making the video game <laughs> that's the problem yeah. it's not the switch's uh-huh. power um because it even ran terribly on pc when it leaked yep. people were like oh maybe it's because it's an emulator it's like no partially yes mm-hmm. it's because it's an emulator but like also now the game's just not optimized well yeah um i mean and then you get to like the first example that came to mind for some reason is ori in the will of the wisp mm-hmm. when that first came out running on xbox series x or maybe at least it was xbox one x i don't remember when it x doesn't matter the, the 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 one x the original one not okay one. yeah so um so it was yeah and it like had a bunch of issues and stuff and then they just optimized it for the switch release and used that optimization for everything else and it runs like flawlessly the, the, on the and switch, that's so the like, other funny like armchair developer yeah. thing that everybody does it's like oh this game runs mm-hmm. garbage on insert powerful respectable console mm-hmm. here of course it's not going to run well on lower power mm-hmm. you know it's like y'all you don't understand man you don't so stop yeah. talking like you do it will yeah. be appreciated. <laughs> so it's silly times. But all that to say, yeah, production going up. Um, so, you know, we get to see bigger numbers. And for some reason, we just all like bigger numbers. It's silly, but it's it's nice. Um, and I'm indifferent with bigger to numbers. bigger numbers, to be honest. <laughs> um, I'm just tired of the conversation. And I'm cool with yeah. whatever happens. Like, yeah. if we get a new Switch sometime soon, sick. If we don't, yeah. that's fine, too. I'm happy with the console that I got. 
Um, yep. it's, as it's, long as I think for me, as long as is the software doesn't just like take a nose dive in waiting for the next thing or yeah. something like that. Like that's the one thing that I'm like, they don't hit a Wii U wouldn't enjoy. But, yes, but, exactly. But there, there's no sign. But of the chances that, though, of that are yeah, exactly like, right. And also, yeah. like for what it's worth, they've got s- the whole back pocket thing. Like they've got so many games where they can just like, even if they don't have, you know, we heard that rumor a couple like a month or so ago of like the breath. You know, Tears of the Kingdom is the last big yeah. Switch mm-hmm. game, yeah, ever or something like that. Blah, blah blah. Even if that's the case. There's just so many games that are like maybe not big games, but are like exciting games. You know, like if they right. did the the rumored F Zero GX remaster, and you know, put out like a bunch of small experiences. Like we talked on that podcast from that week, we talked about plenty of years where there was one big, like quote unquote, big release, and then everything else you wouldn't consider big, but like was some people's favorite game of the year. Right. You know, so like. At that point, it's just, you know, semantics, basically. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, you know, Nintendo can um, just remaster some games, bring some stuff, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, you know, like there's all sorts of things that they can do to to kind of carry the console in the meantime, if that if a drought was looming. But like, like you said, there's just no signs of that mm-hmm. anyway. So we'll see. And uh, but you know what? There's also no signs of. Metroid Prime 4. Um, there was the f- the four-year anniversary of its restart of development was this past week. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's it's coming. Some, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do with it and all that. But how are you guys feeling about that? And like, I don't know. We don't even have to talk about this very long, but like where are you, you thinking things are at? Or... <laughs> I, mean, I, I think it's interesting that we're calling it an anniversary and not so much a morning, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it just kind of seems like Nintendo is afraid to go past the number four or even get to number four. You know, we're waiting on Pikmin 4 to come out, but we mm-hmm. still don't even have a date for that. It's supposed to be, you know, this, this year, year, but we'll yeah. we'll see. Um mm-hmm. I, you know, Metroid Prime 4 will come out when it's ready. I don't really know if there's much more to talk about because all we've seen is just a logo. Like, do you guys think that we're even going to see anything on it this year? The thing is, I have no idea. I I, I don't know why people are, like, clocking Metroid in in the way that they are. Because I mean, I get it because they they it was, like, one of the first games that they announced um, to be coming out and and all that stuff, right? But the game literally restarted development. (laughs) Like, a Mm four-year dev cycle is not outside of the question. You know, like, that's normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Usually, yeah. like, especially now with modern consoles, we're looking at like six, mm-hmm. eight years. Like, how mm-hmm. long is bre- bre- we, we got we got the original announcement of Zelda Wii U in 2011. Mm-hmm. The game came out six years later. You know, yeah. like, yeah, it's nuts. Hey, man, it's- <laughs> I think I think we might be looking at a similar time frame there. And <laughs> once we get past six years from from when they announced that, then I'm then I'm going to start to be like, hey, is this game, is this game <laughs> all right? But right now it's like four years. It's not yeah. it's not outside of the norm. I don't think it's so yeah. funny to hear people like change their narrative because, uh, you know, they're saying, oh, Tears of the Kingdom is just waiting for a switch too." 
and yep. that probably isn't going to happen. And now they're like, uh-huh. oh, Metroid Prime 4, that's not coming out. That's <laughs> that's going to be for the Switch 2. Yep. But for some reason, we've backtracked and said, oh, yeah, Metroid Prime 4 is definitely coming out on the Switch, and we're going to see, like, a trailer for it this year. And, yeah. you know, it, I mean, you you say so many things, eventually something is going to stick. Yeah, and it's, it's like the, sure it's like the it right. Nintendo Insider thing that we were talking about last week. It's, it, it's <laughs> yeah. just like yeah. people people shotgun blast with their, with their predictions mm-hmm. so they can mm-hmm. maybe be right at one of them, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. They're not, they're not, uh, yeah. they're not on the smart money. It's just, it's just like mm-hmm. they, they want to spread out their bet as, as much as they can. Like, I'm not yeah. going to blame I mean, them. Like, I, I understand yeah. in the in the age of the internet, you know, get your clout or whatever, but it's like, it's only for, you know, maybe an hour of, of people paying attention to you, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you, you say one more thing, and people expect you to be right, and then you're wrong, and it's... And it blows it, up in I, your face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would be happy to see anything on Metroid Prime 4 this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we do get it, cool. Like, if we see, like, a... A trailer. I mean, I don't think that we're going to get it, but that seems kind of like Nintendo. Also, like, oh, also here's Metroid Prime Four. You weren't expecting. Yeah, I can yeah. equally see either thing here <laughs> because we know yeah, nothing. One hundred percent. So we don't know how far it is. Like the game could be done for all we know, but mm-hmm. we don't know, so we can't mm-hmm. actually say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I think this mm-hmm. is one of the situations where, like, it's. Whereas Nintendo could announce way ahead of time, they're like, yeah, it's coming out in a year, blah, 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 you know, like do a slow rollout like they did with Tears of the Kingdom or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't, they don't want to, you know, yeah. like we've had enough of that already. And like, there's still been confirmation, like when they announced Metroid Dread last, um, or in 2011, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. 2021, that's the one. Mm-hmm. In 2021, they also were like, hey, Metro Prime 4? Still exists. Going Don't okay. worry about it. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's definitely, it's just going to come out when it comes out. But I do think probably the the marketing cycle for it would be pretty short just because, like, it's taken so long anyway. Like, what's the point of, the like, internet teasing has a tease kind of a thing? for this game. Yeah, like, right. Every, True. Every, True. every time a milestone. It's been 4,000 days. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. this, the internet is keeping this game in the public consciousness. So I don't yeah. think that they need a crazy long cycle at yeah. all for this. Yeah. And to, to Cheesy's point, too, earlier of, like, the, you know, backtracking of, like, is waiting for the Switch 2. It's not and all that stuff. Like, like we were talking about earlier, it's they're in the business of software first and foremost. And so I don't think... Um, they might hold this game back a little bit based on console plans or something. Like if it seems like, yeah, okay, this console is going to come out around this time. We can hold it back for then, you know, whatever. But like, I don't think that's their primary objective by any means is to time some of these things with console. Mm-hmm. I mean, with some games that may be the case, but I just don't think we're quite there right now where like if if the next gen wasn't coming until 2026, they'd be like, well, we're going to hold it back or vice versa, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think if it is getting close to lining up, then they probably do that. But otherwise, yeah. You know, and and even that is out. like pending the game, right? Like it made sense yeah, to do right. that with the games that they've done that with in the past. Twilight princess, it made sense because mm-hmm. they've retold twilight princess to have exclusive mm-hmm. features for the Wii version. They did the yeah. same thing. Granted, they kind of went backwards with Breath of the Wild um, <laughs> yeah. by, by like making it more this like equalized version that doesn't account for the mm-hmm. gamepad. So like if yep. they if they do something like that, 
um and the console is different in in some noteworthy way and it's not just like a more powerful mm-hmm. switch console um or whatever um then yeah i could see them like holding it for a cross uh cross platform release but like mm-hmm. unless or until we find out something like that it, it just feels mm. like useless uh speculation oh, no. <laughs> i have an idea of what it might uh, of what it could be if it were that um What's that I mean, okay, whatever. So I've said this before that I think that it, their next gen console, also, so next video I'm making should be out next week at some point, and it's it's talking about next gen with no timeline whatsoever because who cares? That's not the main point. Mm-hmm. But like you know, how Nintendo should would be thinking about it and what all that kind of stuff. So check it out; it'll be out soon. Mm-hmm. One of the thoughts is that. If they wanted to, it would be really easy for them to pivot into just additive VR as a thing where like if it's still kind of the switch form factor with just like better screen, better hardware, better Joy-Cons kind of a thing, then they've got everything they need for. I mean, it's just the Nintendo Labo VR. But like the reason that one didn't have an actual head strap was because the switch screen is too low quality Mm -hmm. to like make it be good you know um so don't bother and don't keep it on your face for too long because you'll get headaches or something Mm -hmm. or throw up i don't know all that said i think you know with all those improvements they could have a machine that is just built in like if you want to do the psvr2 kind of a thing like it's just right there you don't have to pay an extra however many hundreds of dollars that is and i feel like metroid prime 4 as a first person shooter might be a game that like yeah being in first person could be a perfect fit for like some sort of mario 64 fication of a vr experience you know um Mm -hmm. i don't know you know that's that feels like a long shot for sure but like just the perspective the isolation like the way that you experience that kind of a game and vr do seem like the only thing I think would be the movement. Like I don't, I haven't yeah, played Half Life Alex or anything like that, so I don't know. Whatever um, the switch, the 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 next console is, if they if VR is going to be like a heavy focus for them, um, mm-hmm. the console would have to be pretty powerful. Yeah, because the yeah, screen sure. would have to be like the the like portably um, would mm-hmm. have to be pretty high resolution, um, yeah. and. I don't know how they... Maybe that's a DLSS situation, yeah. you know? Like, I yeah. think there's probably... I I think that technology is at a nice intersection where with their first-party games... So, like, Fire Emblem Engage, we'll talk about it a little bit later, mm-hmm. but that game looks really nice. And I looked it up, and I didn't see anybody say it anywhere, but I'm pretty sure that that game has... Um, whatever the upscaling the is that's super in fidelity at switch, fx or whatever. yes super fidelity effects um that's mm-hmm. in switch sports and mm-hmm. stuff like that because like it looks great but the main thing is so many switch games have like a bunch of aliasing and that game just doesn't have barely any at all um and that's a thing that ai is really good at just mm-hmm. kind of like smoothing out some edges right. and making that look nice um so it seems like they're already toying around with that so like for their first party stuff specifically they could make their resolution be pretty high if they kind of work alongside ai from the ground up mm-hmm. as far as that sort of stuff goes yeah. so i don't know you know could be interesting for sure. definitely could do that i mean there was a lot of uh rumors about that for switch pro or whatever they were going to call it yeah um mm-hmm. so i could see it yeah for the dlss stuff yeah. i can see them relying on that 
um mm-hmm. and it, it would be a, a cheat code for them to be able to kind of do like the ps4 proification of, of mm-hmm. 4k where they like yeah. checker box it or whatever yep and speaking of I cheat was, codes though yeah sorry go ahead just real quick <laughs> i I'm, I'm thinking like you brought up vr but what if they went in the direction of ar and mm-hmm. that actually mm-hmm. has more use for the nintendo switch app like maybe yeah. each yeah. game is something that you can do even without your switch like yeah you can take your switch on the go but maybe you just have your phone and you're playing some games or whatever and that way like nintendo is always with you and and Mm -hmm. they wouldn't necessarily need to like beef up a switch for that but just you know be better with their app development Mm -hmm. and i mean it would be a lot more accessible too yeah exactly because vr is not exactly accessible for no yeah for sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so interesting stuff um again speaking of cheat codes and speaking of shooters specifically goldeneye game sucks it happened bad game uh i tried to download it real quick um just to like actually i'm gonna i'm gonna go and open it up now and just you know i've been waiting for this segment because i know how aj feels <laughs> about this game and this it's game been like months of, of him talking about how bad it's gonna be and I mean, I'm not totally disagreeing with you because of just how every other uh, N64 game has come out on on the uh, Switch app. Like it's it's not as good as we remember it, and it doesn't hold up well. And I don't actually know. Does this game have online matchmaking, yes. or is it no. just with no. friends? Yes, just with friends. You have to yeah. set up the lobby. See? And then the See? other thing, the other <laughs> yeah. thing that was like a potential saving grace for this game is if they mess with the control scheme. No custom controls on the Switch version, just on the Xbox yep. version, which doesn't have online. This oh, game is going yeah, to right. be garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And like, I still don't really know what the C buttons are on Switch. I uh. Do they not just map it to, oh, the, to the analog stick? So it's the it's the analog yeah, stick, but then but also um, X and Y are two of them. I want to say it's left and up, but it could be just not that. <laughs> so okay, because yeah, when know. I was playing Banjo Kazooie, I was like, "This isn't making sense to me," and you have to use the C buttons for certain moves. And I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like it's. I, I am wanting to play just to go back and see what it's like. Mm-hmm. I never played the story, so maybe that's something that I check out. But as far as like playing Goldeneye, uh, that was just like going over to a friend's house, you know, having pizza and just uh, playing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, four screen uh, uh, Goldeneye and and bobbleheads and having like the the paintball mode and oh, so, proximity bombs yeah. and yeah yeah yeah. It's. I saw. I think it was Liam Robertson that tweeted that it's going to be, or uh, maybe it wasn't. I don't remember. Somebody was like, "It's going to be a Beatles situation for like anybody who's new to it or whatever." Where it's just like, it's so. Um, its DNA has become such a part of all these other games that nothing's going to seem novel to you if it's the first time you're playing it. Mm-hmm. And if you're used to all the other games now, like you've forgotten what things you've adapted to over the time too. So there's just like, yeah, and, I think the, if yeah, it like, managed to have dual stick stuff, right. then I think we would have been okay. I think that's probably, that's going to be the biggest thing is just the single stick moving around, aiming, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and even with the stuff that like it, it's DNA became part of other games and stuff like that, like not even just that, mm-hmm. like it's, it's not even uh, um, a situation of like, 
Star Trek or whatever and people looking at that mm-hmm. and being like this is like super generic or whatever and it's like no it like established those tropes like not yeah. only are are those games using tropes and and mechanics and ideas that were established in this game it those mm-hmm. games have perfected and exceeded those ideas yes, which is not a sure. thing <laughs> in other mediums so with this game mm-hmm. you'll see stuff that's like oh yeah even if you do recognize like oh this isn't another game and this game does it terribly that's not a good thing. Yeah. Like, you know, like, unless you were I mean, specifically, like, a, a game, like, historian, yeah. and you're, like, a fan of, like, looking at, like, how the sausage is made, which I don't think most people that play video games are, <laughs> um, it's, yeah. there's, there's no real value in that. I don't think a, yeah. a, a 12-year-old playing this video game is like, ha, huh, that's how game design works. You know, like, they don't care about that. They just want to play the video yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think the Beatles example is really good, too, because it's a situation where, like, the songwriting might be, you know, this out of the other, whatever. The recording quality is from the 60s. Mm. It's going to sound like it's from the 60s for a a lot of these songs. And for me, that's kind of a deal breaker. Mm. (laughs) Like, it's it just I just as somebody who likes songs to sound good, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's like they have dynamic range. dynamic range and like things to sound a little bit lush when they're supposed to and not to sound like all the drums are just panned left because that's that all you could do it was a four track recorder the technology technological limitations you know like right. whatever uh, i don't really care about all of that when i have stuff on shuffle and a song comes on that just sounds worse than the song before it right. songwriting aside you know mm-hmm. um so it's a similar situation with this where it's like even if the core is great, yeah, exactly. The execution is what they could do at the time or what they thought to do at the time, and that's great. But, um, and for any, again, like I, I mean, like I tweeted earlier, for anybody who plays it and is like, yeah, that's great, and I'm loving this, then that's awesome. Yeah. But it, I'm just so ready for the number of people that are like, oh, I forgot it, it was like right. this. Because <laughs> obviously, <laughs> like, when I'm talking right. about this game being garbage, I'm not talking to the people that play this game as a reminder yeah. every year to be like, ha, man, I'm reliving my childhood because you already have it ingrained <laughs> in your head that the game is just as good as when you played it as a kid. I'm talking to the people that have never played this game, have no loyalty to this game, but have heard people like that talk this mm-hmm. game up and are going to play it because <laughs> of that. And they are going to be the ones with the rude awakening to be like, oh, man, mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite podcaster grew up with this game and he loves it, man. I'm going to check out this video game. And then they check out the video game and it's like, yo, why does he love this game so much? It's terrible. <laughs> this game sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if this is a good example, but I would say Space Jam is kind of like yeah. that. You know, like <laughs> Space, Jam is, Space Jam is great if you were you know, a kid of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. But going back to it, it's like there's not really a story. It's not that great. Michael Jordan's <laughs> acting is yeah. terrible. Uh, I always forget Space Bill Jam Murray's too. in that movie, which like he that's I mean, he's a big part yeah. of it. But like what a silly time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, go on. We have Space Jam 2 now. Yeah, but now we have Space Jam 2, and uh, that's Mm -hmm. not better, but people look at the original Space Jam, and they're like, how dare they make a Space Jam 2 after how great the first Space Jam was? And it's like, all right, I'll slow down. Like, (laughs) I like Space Jam, but let's, you know, let's admit these are supposed to be, like, fun, cartoony, like, not serious movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm yeah. I'm excited for those that are wanting to play Golden Eye, and 
kind of relive those days but in 64 so far just as we've been getting them on the switch it's it's hard to go back to them they're yeah. not that playable it is it, it's like we're always talking about like they they, they went on cycles with their console development it's mm-hmm. like the nes beta mm-hmm. It is not mm-hmm. good. Like there are some games on there that like they 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 can uh, eke by, you know, like the original Super Mario mm-hmm. Brothers. You know, it's like I get it, Super Mario Brothers three, mm-hmm. I get it, you know, like that sort of thing. But the majority yeah. of the games on there, they show their age. Super Nintendo, yeah. they nailed it. They understand how yeah. to use this, and like the games are designed well for that era, right? Mm-hmm. N64. Mm-hmm. We're back in beta period. We gotta figure <laughs> it out again. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's the problem. It's because like there, this is a beta console. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So needless to say, we are not going to be playing Gold. Yeah, no. But <laughs> I mean, the thing is, there are other games that we are I playing. Probably <laughs> will play it because probably my will, brother yeah. likes this game. Because again. Nostalgia monster. So probably yeah, he's probably gonna be like, yo, we gotta play. I I want you to report back and I, hear it's how it's not that gonna goes. be good. I promise you. I'm going to be angry and upset so that I had to do that. <laughs> um, I wonder. Well, I want to hear what his experience is like, and if he's like, oh, never mind, or the opposite. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, just based off of because he's been trying to like make a game room with old games because he's 400. Mm-hmm. Um and he's he's played like the older like old Xbox and okay. PlayStation Two games and stuff like that and like so it probably won't be had, too jarring for he's him. He's had like yeah he's had complaints that that mm-hmm. like it's like yeah this game's old and it sucks basically but not like fully connecting to that to that realization. It's just like mm-hmm. it's weird. This game kind of controls like this and I don't know why. Maybe my controller's broken and like now the game just <laughs> the game just bad man. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah so but yes that you know that, that. but we'll games that we that are now. playing this week what what do we got here I'll, I'll kick us off um couple of things a little bit last week i mentioned some games that i bought on sale the one that i forgot to mention was the only one that i'd actually played even a little bit um super monkey ball banana mania was on sale nice. and i played some of that and it's just a fun little game you know i got it with the intention of like maybe this would be a fun thing for ashley to play and I showed it to her a little bit, and she was like, "I um, no, I don't, I don't really think so," <laughs> and which is reasonable because, like, it was kind of uh, for what it's worth. I forgot kind of how the well, I didn't forget because I never owned it myself. I just played it at a friend's house, and it was in seventh grade, so a very very long time ago. Um, but I didn't realize what the like level structure was, where like you play to beat the level, but then also there's um, missions or whatever where like try to beat it in 10 seconds and try to beat it with collecting 15 bananas and try to beat it, blah, 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 that kind of thing. And it's not a try to beat the level and get every single banana. Like the completionist way to do it is to play the level multiple times with different goals in mind each time, not play the level, getting all the bananas and completing it in the shortest amount of time possible. Mm. That's what I, when I first booted it up, thought I was going to have to do. And that stressed me out so bad. (laughs) Um, but then when I realized what it is that you're actually supposed to do, it's been a lot of fun. I've played through two of the worlds, um, just like, you know, played a couple, like 10, 15 minutes a night, a couple of nights and, uh, been having a good time. So that's that one. Um, I'll get to the other more topical ones as we talk about them, but I have been playing a decent amount of, on Game Pass, Vampire Survivors. Have you guys heard about this game? Mm, uh, mm-hmm. I think so. 
Uh, it's okay. one of those games that I am afraid to start because I feel like <laughs> I could get really addicted to it. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I heard about it, I think, originally from, I'm pretty sure Pete and Steve over at Flip Screen Games. Um, saw them both posting that they'd been playing it and that it's addictive and fun and stuff like that. At some point last year, and I'm pretty sure it was in the Game Awards at some point, like best indie game or whatever. It, this game was designed or it was created by a guy who used to build slot machines or some like casino machines of some variety. Um, mm. And mm. it's it's like a, a pretty simple roguelike. Um, mm. It's not a pay to win game. Like there's no uh, microtransactions, anything at all. But it like knows how to reward you for various things and tickle that like, yeah, you know, that uh, mm that kind of addictive bone or whatever um and so yeah it's like i said kind of a roguelike but the the gameplay is like a um it's like a horde mode is probably the best way to put it and you all you do is you just walk around and avoid the horde or whatever and as you gain like as you kill more of the people you can gain different kinds of abilities and kind of have different builds or whatever but basically all the things that happen are just like automatic on cooldowns so like the whip ability, for example, just like every couple seconds goes and just like does a little whip thing Mm -hmm. at the enemies that are roughly to the left and right of you and a little bit above, a little bit below. Whereas other powers do different things. You level them up throughout each run and they can like have combinations and evolve and stuff like that. So it's, it's this big thing too, where like as you get further in it and complete certain achievements you unlock new abilities that then can evolve into other ones and you get new characters that have special like different tweaks where this one's got a little more health but it's cooldown is this that or the other whatever so you know finding somebody that you can kind of build to yourself um so yeah i haven't played it like a ton at a time particularly but you know i'll just go downstairs and then play like a 10 minute run and then die and then um, you know, or wake up this morning and be like, ah, I should really start work after I put Ezra to bed and was up at four and instead just kind of played this game for an hour and 15 minutes <laughs> and then ended up working and then got really tired. So yeah, it's, it's dumb. And I, I might be at a point where, where, uh, I've only been playing it like a week, but I played it a decent amount this week and I might be at a point where I'm sort of done with it. Um, mm. just because, maybe not also um <laughs> because there is a couple levels that i've like beaten and i kind of feel like i've like beaten the game loop sort of a thing mm-hmm. but you can also turn on like you can get more curse and then from that enemies are stronger like more bullet spongy or whatever but also you get more gold or something blah blah blah, i don't know um so it's like higher risk higher reward sort of thing and there's so many things to unlock so it's uh it's just a silly fun little time and we'll see if i end up playing anymore um might just be a fun game to play in the background every now and again but that's it vampire survivors nice should come to switch Maybe shouldn't come to Switch because otherwise I play it <laughs> no, more. Right now it's well, it's I, locked to a certain TV downstairs. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to tell you that it's on mobile, but it is. Oh no! Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I won't. I won't have heard that. Is I think what's going to happen. <laughs> well, uh, so yeah, <laughs> I I will go next because unfortunately I do have to get going. Uh, yeah. First, I want to say. Parker, you have great transitions in the in each episode, and I feel like today I was cutting you off, and there's like 
times where I'm like, oh man, that was a good transition. Uh, and now well. you can't transition into it. Uh, <laughs> but you, you do a good job with that. And it's not easy to Thanks, come man. up with those. Uh, I have been playing Tunic and Tunic mm-hmm. Days. Yeah. Such a good game. How recently did you start it out of curiosity? Oh man. Like, or like how much have you been playing? Mm, I think I started like two weeks ago and I okay. probably am 20 hours in. Okay, gotcha. Because so, I'm also streaming, I was so s- it, it might take like right. a little longer. Um, but yeah, you start it up and you're like, I have no mm-hmm. idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and that is kind of the joy of it. Like it is yeah. in a way like Breath of the Wild where you're just like, mm. figure it out. And mm. uh, you collect these manual pages and like the manual is gibberish. You don't know mm-hmm. what it says and it's not really helpful, but in a way it is helpful. Like it does hint towards little mm-hmm. things if you are paying attention to it. And uh, it can be a little demanding at times with what it's asking you to do. Uh, But it is, I would say it's like a soul's like, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's pretty difficult and uh, you just got to try to dodge and and remember patterns and, uh, Mm -hmm. and you're going to get lost and you might've found your way uh, one time and you're like, Oh shoot, how did I get over there? But then you discover a new path and uh, it's, it's been a joy, and it yeah. got to a part of the game where it really started to turn, and and like I had no idea that anything like this was going to happen. That's cool. That's one yeah. of those games I I want to play it. Um, my friend Mitch also mentioned he wants to play it, and I've heard people say that it's best to play when you have somebody else that you can like, you know, schoolyard mm-hmm. conversation sort of mm-hmm. yeah. thing yeah. with without sense. looking up things. Yeah. Um. So I'm. Yeah, so I'll probably try to start at the same time as him. I was curious how far into it you were for that reason, but at this point, you'd probably be, you know, way ahead. But I mean, still, maybe there's some things that will overlap on if I start it in not too short order. But I, I remember hearing, so Mark, who was on last week um, on his podcast, he talked about the game last year and um, basically was like, yeah, the, like the combat is can be like pretty hard, but also it's not like the best combat and there's... I've heard a lot of people mention there's an invincibility mode. And so everyone's all just turn it on for a battle because like mm. if the combat's not that great, kind of what's the point. And <laughs> that's not like the most fun part about the game anyway. So like, mm. I am not going to be afraid in this game to just turn on invincibility every once in a while, I think, because you know, if it's, if it's stopping you, but at the same time, if sometimes it's fun to have a bit of roadblock and then see if you can pass it. So yeah, that's it, interesting. It, there's going to be a lot of roadblocks because you, it, and it's the way that it's, design is so um so genius because you Mm. are collecting these pages and it could be page like 20 but then the next one is like page 60 and you're like oh my god i'm so (laughs) far away from you know what i need to learn but actually the way they have it set up is like you're good don't worry about it don't stress you're gonna figure it out (laughs) that's so fun yeah makes sense Hmm. that's awesome you said you're streaming that. How? What's your streaming schedule or anything like that for people that want to watch that? Um, roughly, it is every Tuesday and Thursday, six uh, thirty uh, Mountain Time. Uh, I say roughly because it's not very consistent. But I've I've been trying <laughs> to stream more, and if it's not those days, then I am trying to you know make it up throughout the week. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I'm on Twitch, I'm on Twitter, I'm on TikTok, Instagram. You can find me at cheesyc64, C-H-E-E-Z-Y-C-64. And just real quick, mm-hmm. Mega Man asked, uh, what is the best kind of cheese? And I'm going to be honest with you, <laughs> I get this a lot and I don't even know. Like I could say <laughs> pepper jack, like I like spice, but 
mm-hmm. don't think that's the best kind of cheese. So if any of you that are listening and you have a favorite kind of cheese, message me or, or mention me on, on Twitter and uh, maybe I will uh, taste it and give my, my reaction. I'll give my I'll give my two cents on that one so far. I don't know if it's the best one, but it's one that we particularly enjoy. Trader Joe's has a Toscano cheese. There's oh. um, a pepper crusted one, I think it is, or something mm. like that. So if you happen to go to Trader Joe's at some point, look for that one. Okay. Um, it's a it's sort of a Gruyere ish, um, but yeah, it's got like kind of a yeah peppery sort of um, outside. And I guess it's like the, real the, nice. the fanciest cheese that I have had, and fancy in quotes, uh, mm-hmm. is a blueberry ghost pepper cheese. And that oh, was, that was sounds really good. That sounds... Yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah. that That's a thing. I want to try it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But well, Cheesy, thank thanks for coming on. That sounds like a yeah, good time for you to hop off because you got another mm. podcast to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll talk to you soon. Check out soon. all his thank things you. in the description. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for thank now. you so much for having me. And a podcast that you can listen to is uh, the Nintendo Powercast, anywhere you get your you go. your podcast. So, mm-hmm. again, thank you guys so much. It's always fun yeah. to, to join the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for talking about know. Super Nintendo World. That's like, yeah, otherwise we wouldn't have been able to. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so, that's super fun. All right, man, have a good time. All right. Do you want me to uh, log out of Discord yeah. and the... Uh, okay, yep, I just didn't want just, to mess anything up. Yeah, no, you could just yep. jump off yeah, and then we'll, we'll switch into <laughs> the next scene like I just did. Here. Hey, look at that. <laughs> All right, Bobby. All right. All right. So, with that, AJ, what games are you playing? And I know part of the uh-huh. answer at least. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, I'll start with Pokemon because I did play Pokemon, even mm-hmm. though I played Fire Emblem. So, on stream, I played Fire Emblem all days that I streamed. Um, nice. But that was mostly because for Pokemon, we're doing the Soul Link, right? And I told mm-hmm. you about the last time that I did the Soul Link, we we uh, we lost, and we wanted to do the third run without having to do the tutorial on stream. But I yep. stream more dazedly. There was no specific other game that I wanted to play. The the extra day that I stream that Lee does not stream. Well, two days, but mm-hmm. Lee specifically doesn't stream yep. on Wednesdays. I stream on Wednesdays. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I might as well do the stuff that we're, we were going to do off stream because I'm sure people want to name the Pokemon and like yeah, see if sure. something dies or whatever. Um, so I did that. Lee did not have a chance to do it. So when we were streaming, he had to do all the tutorial stuff. So during that time, I played Fire Emblem. <laughs> we'll get to that. But as nice, far as yeah. the, the the progress that we made on the Soul Link, um, I caught a Rock Ruff. Um, mm-hmm. the, the Rock Ruff's name is Celine. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, uh, I, we beat the, we beat the gym. We beat the second gym and we beat the, uh, the, um, cloth titan so mm-hmm. we are nice. now in unprecedented territory no pokemon died it mm-hmm. was very easy for me i want to i want to uh make note of the fact that when I, I i'm pretty sure i ran through this on the podcast but when i caught my flamigo it was like this is going to carry mm-hmm. me through at least the beginning yep. of the video game and alec was mm-hmm. giving me crap and he was like oh <laughs> you're gonna kill it and it's gonna get hit by a, a rock type attack or whatever which is crazy mm-hmm. because it's neutral damage but he was like it's gonna yeah. get hit by a rock type <laughs> attack by pseudo and it's gonna die and and just because i am me 
and th- this is the type of thing that I do. I ran through the 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 gym leader just with mm-hmm. Flamigo. I didn't use any <laughs> other Pokemon, and nobody died. Nice. Um, Lee, nice. on the other hand, not his Pokemon died, luckily, because that would mean one of my Pokemon mm-hmm. died. But yeah, he I'm... did have a way harder time than I did because of his team. <laughs> he was oh, doing no. damage calcs. This man was like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta do toxic spice. I'm gonna poison them twice, and then he's like, hopefully, mm-hmm. like he's switching around so that people don't get killed. Cause like he like, like I said, did the damage calc to see how many uh, trailblazes he could take and how many rock throws he could take. So when he switched out, he was like, well, Damn. hopefully he uses trailblaze here. Cause if he uses rock though, I'm dead. And then, like, it was real touch and go for him. <laughs> oh, um, but luckily it worked out cause he understands how to play the video game. Um, nice. So we we made it out unscathed. Now mm-hmm. next we're doing we're finally going to get to try a team star member. Hopefully we don't do one yeah. team star member and then somehow that's like <laughs> that yeah. kills us because um, that would that would suck. Yep. Um, At this point, do you have backup Pokemon too? Because like no. you've got more than six. No. Oh, interesting. Nope. Because we are you just do, not allowed we didn't to do every encounter that we had because last time oh you're saving some right so I, mm-hmm. the first two times that we did this we had mm-hmm. less encounters than we actually had right we, yeah, we, yeah. we had two less encounters but this time really we just have one more encounter than we had the other two times because my uh, encounter from in the cave that you um, mm-hmm. that you like get through with your ride Pokemon. Um, yeah, yeah. in the beginning of the game that mm-hmm. the Diglett died it died trying to catch Flamigo mm-hmm. um, gotcha. so Rip he's out of here so that means Lee couldn't Lee didn't even bother catching a Pokemon in that mm-hmm. cave because he it would have died um, yeah. but we it still does. have one more encounter than we did before um, I think mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we have four Pokemon right now and we have okay. the next route so five Pokemon assuming that neither mm-hmm. one of us kills the Pokemon or we mm-hmm. lose Pokemon in the process of catching the Pokemon mm-hmm. um, yep. I think by the time we get to the next team star member we'll have six probably I think mm-hmm. um, but like we're, we're, we're not in we're not in surplus just yet <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah right um, it'll be nice when you are for what it's worth <laughs> it's true hopefully we get there because yeah. right now like looking forward I don't have a Pokemon for the I mean I have Pokemon that are that will be fine against mm-hmm. the next gym which I think is the electric gym um, but I don't have a yeah, Pokemon that's what it was for me I don't have a Pokemon that is good for the next gym so that will be what i try to get for my next encounter Mm -hmm. get like a ground type pokemon um Mm -hmm. but no promises we'll see (laughs) might just have to try to uh uh thug it out with uh sprigate with cilantro (laughs) um and and see what happens um but that's pokemon that's looking pretty good you said rock ruff's name selena and you said you'd get to why selena yes i'll get i'll get to that because fire oh okay (laughs) okay Makes sense. Okay, so <laughs> so yeah, Fire Emblem. I'm playing. Fire- I've here's my mm-hmm. here's my background real quick with this is I've played all of not very much of it yet. Um, hope to play more, but I I was playing a little bit of it. And Ashley was like, "Oh, is this the one I got you for your birthday?" And I said, "Nope, that's Fire Emblem Three Hopes." And she's like, "Oh," and then I had like was done playing for right then anyway and very tired. Um, so the next night I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna play the one she got me for my birthday instead." So I played a little bit of Three Hopes and then but like 15 minutes and then got tired and fell asleep. So I've played very little of Fire Emblem engage but i think it looks really nice and i think it's up my alley still um even despite the changes from three houses and stuff like that Mm -hmm. that's my two cents you say words now okay so (laughs) um i'm playing the video game 
Um, yeah. I don't want to talk story stuff because you're playing the video game mm-hmm. too. Um, but I will say, barely care about the story stuff anyway. So yeah, okay, but cool. Checks out. Um, freaking <laughs> Alir, I, I got him. I I didn't mm-hmm, really pay mm-hmm. attention to the trailers and stuff because like I already knew I wanted the game, but also like. Even if I didn't know I wanted the game, I don't care about watching an RPG games trailer. It, I, yeah, I, there's for sure. There's very little things that I want to do less. <laughs> um, yeah, than that. You know the way that it plays um, out. Yeah, and that there you go. You got it. Yep, exactly. But I didn't know that Alir's mm-hmm. mom dies. So I was like, "Damn, mm. that's messed up." My mom died. Yeah. And also, I haven't gotten there I, yet. I don't yeah, know yeah, if I, I have a dad. <laughs> Like I, I'm here, man. I have one. Didn't sound like it. Yeah. Um. So huh. so rip. My mom's dead. Um. Yep. And and then I got you know I did the fireman thing. You do missions. You get new people. Um. I. How many people did I lose so far? I lost three people. Question mark. Um. Mm-hmm. One of the people. I don't care. I hate him. He has a stupid name. I'm glad he's dead. Um. <laughs> Which one was that? Do you remember? Um. Boof something. Boo something. Mm-hmm. He has some stupid name that's dumb and stupid. And I'm glad he's dead. Bougie Ron? Yes. Is what uh, RP Bo- said? Bougie Ron or something really? like that. Yeah, that oh guy. I, that's not how it's spelled, but that's uh, the, oh, okay. those are the components. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, Chloe. Yes, Chloe's dead. Uh, or how they say Chloe or some something they say, they oh, say every name is either stupid or a little wrong. Um, <laughs> in this game, um, she's dead. Um, it, uh-huh. it is my fault, it's moderately. Um, so the, the thing is, I so I'm playing the game, you know, there's time travel. I mean, yeah, there's a time travel mechanic from three houses in this video game, and I like mm-hmm. at first, okay. when when they first like introduced it to me. I used it and I saved somebody, but like mm-hmm. ultimately I have decided against using that because it defeats the purpose of permadeath in the first place. Why am I doing permadeath if you're just going to let me erase it? That's dumb. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that is a thing that happened. I lost some people, or I, I think I lost Chloe and uh, um, and Celine um, in mm-hmm. uh, uh, in a, a paralog mission. Or whatever, like a, mm-hmm. a, a skirmish or whatever, um, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate, and that's why the Rock Rust name is Celine because yeah. if I couldn't mm-hmm. save that one, gotta save this one. The, the RP, that's right. Had me name it Celine, <laughs> so that's what we're gonna do. Um, Alir sucks. He's not good. Uh, he's really bad. You so mean combat I'm, wise, or yes. like as a character, or yeah, okay. combat wise. Um, he's not good at the video game, so I've been trying to grind him. Um, I mm-hmm. play. I actually, I was going to commit to not playing the game all stream at all, but I wanted to at least level him up and get him to like his next class, um, which is mm-hmm. he's a dragon. Well, you can choose whatever, but I like went to nice. what his logical next step is. Um, yeah, a dragon man, and I have no idea what it does. Because I wanted to save that for the actual stream. Um, but I did mm-hmm. a little bit of grinding. Uh, and those are the people that are dead. Celine, uh, Chloe, nice. and, and Boof, bo- bo- Bougie, Bougie Man. <laughs> um, but it's going good. I'm having fun. Um, yeah. There are mm-hmm. things that I think are stupid and I hate. 
Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that if they were going to, like, make this game more lean and, and take out all the fluff uh, as far as, like, the, the like mm-hmm. monastery and all that stuff, they should have completely took it out. It's dumb that they do the, hmm. the battlefield thing at the end of the thing and then you walk around and you can adopt pets and stuff like that. That's <laughs> annoying. Because yeah. it, just, it, just it just makes it so that, like, either you're, you're walking around and you're looking for the things and you're talking to all the people, they say n- meaningless things, and then they give mm-hmm. you bond fragments that you get anyway if, even if you leave and you don't talk to them and then there's yeah. like the animals that are all over the place um mm-hmm. and you got to find them and they're like on the map but like that's not fun it's not fun to walk around the map and look for dots on the map and then talk to the thing and mm-hmm. say do you want to raise this pet and then either like you yep. adopted the pet or it'll say like you don't know how to raise this pet you gotta you gotta uh donate to, to other nations so they can teach you how to do it mm-hmm. like that's not fun that just is a waste of my time <laughs> um that feels like it's a weird so yeah, I, like I said, I only played the opening mission, so it let me walk around, and I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of fun that it lets you walk around. Um, but having heard now the things that happen from walking around, I don't know that I care. It's not that much worth about that. it. And it feels like like it, it feels it, like a wasted opportunity, a little right. bit of like, like I'm I'm down to walk around a battlefield, and like at at some point, okay, here's what I want to do because like in D and D, this is what you do if you uh, if you beat somebody, then you go, or even in like Breath of the Wild or whatever, all sorts of games, if you beat an enemy, you go up to their corpse basically, and like you're like, I want to see if they have anything, and then you know you roll, and if you get a high roll, then it's like, oh, you you get to see everything they had, and if not, then you know maybe you don't get to see that much, mm-hmm. but in this context you are defeating like specific enemies in specific spots on the map. So like go up to where they were and then there's just like, yeah, you got seven gold from this guy and like, 12, you know, that kind of thing that feels fun and kind of rewarding. Um, and if there were things to kind of explore a little bit, but it's not on even there, really that it's just like, they're, yeah, exactly. There are icons. I mean, they're, they're, there are blips on the map. It's like, mm-hmm. you found an orange. You found the silver ingot <laughs> and, yeah. and then bond fragments and then there's animals or whatever, right? Yep. Um, that's not fun. Uh, like it's mm-hmm. it, it's to the point where it's like, I don't even care what I get. Just get me out of here. I don't want to do this because it doesn't feel <laughs> good so to funny. move around and I don't get anything to reward me for moving around in the game that does not feel good to move around. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like it, I, I feel like they put it in there to make it feel like what we talked about with like Kirby, where it's mm-hmm. like it, it yeah. feels better when they integrate the mini games rather than just putting them in mm-hmm. a menu. But in this instance, mm-hmm. it does not feel better because moving around does not feel good in this game. Yeah. Um. Yep. So it's like, and it, and it doesn't actively feel bad. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But it, it it it's it's nothing. It's just, it's just nothing. So there's no point in forcing me to do it because it is not actively fun and it gets in the way of playing the video game. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that I wanted to say, I Mm -hmm. still do not fully understand why I care about these games, um, why I like (laughs) these games, Um, but I kind of do. Because I do yeah. think that, like, the per- first of all, the permadeath is the, the most, like, easy yeah. front of mind thing that's, like, the, the, like... Did you do permadeath in Three Houses? Uh, yes. I don't think I did for that one. I don't think... Well, like I was about to say, I think the thing that uh-huh. drives me is I am a competitive person, and I don't want mm-hmm. them to die. Because that means that I'm worse, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to be bad. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, that's one <laughs> end of it. But also... 
um like when when you're when with that in mind when you're doing good and you like pick the right ones and you do the type advantages and mm-hmm. all that stuff and it like flows and you're like oh i got that guy and Feels then he got rewarding. hit and then i have my doctor right there and he's right mm-hmm. he, he's going to heal that person that just attacked and like mm-hmm. if they attack my doctor is fine because i have the chain guard and but you know all that stuff right it's it, it, it feels good to, to like mm-hmm. to do the right thing um it doesn't feel like mechanical and like super sanitized in the way that i feel a lot of rpgs do where it's like just pick the strongest attack mm-hmm. uh it, it's like even with the the idea of like okay um i need to position this unit here because they're strong against this thing that's not always mm-hmm. the best move because you mm-hmm. might be moving them in range of something that is strong against them so you have to think about like not only positioning the unit that is strong against the thing that you want to take out you also want to think about positioning them near somebody that can cover for them um and then Mm -hmm. it's also the whole thing of like um weighing um like okay is it more worth it for me to do more damage to this enemy unit um or is it more worth it to do seven damage to this enemy unit that is going to mm-hmm. die if i do that um yeah and th- like that whole like risk reward thing is also uh it, it lights up the the fighting game risk reward <laughs> uh, i mean that's for what it's brain. worth <laughs> yeah that's like the thing that i like about rpgs more more often than not is that like um figuring out the synergy between your characters and that's a thing that by and large the opponents don't really do that much you know like um typically they're just kind of like thinking all for themselves and it sort of feels like the whole thing of pokemon of like you know like well my pokemon love me because i you know they're working together because we're a team Mm -hmm. but you guys are just stupid old guys Mm -hmm. just whatever um oh fun tidbit that i learned recently by the way is the pokemon cards the team rocket expansion from way back you know the 90s and stuff all the cards in the team rocket expansion have like do less damage and have lower <laughs> HP than their respective other cards they're not because friends, the theming man. of like, yeah, cause they're not friends. <laughs> so like, um, it's like on average still like the weakest, I mean, there's power creep and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It was, I was watching a video that was talking about basically the power creep of Pokemon cards mm-hmm. and that that like is, and will forever be the lowest average HP and power, um, expansion because you know, it was earlier, but also because of the theming and that's just fun. But yeah, all that to say, I think that's a nice thing with RPGs is, is that like kind of working together with your team, figuring out ways to, um, uh, like use the abilities that you have to complement each other. But then when the game will throw something at you, assuming that you've probably figured out how to do that at some point and like, kind of make you have to relearn something new is like that's just always a fun thing bravely default did a good job of that octopath traveler i felt like did a pretty good job of that kind of thing too um and so yeah that's just a nice little thing and that's you know that's the kind of thing where it's like pokemon does not do a good job of that so like as far as you know turn-based rpgs go that one you know that's i think just it depends because like, cause like uh, yeah, for, yeah. For, for for like the the like turn-based rpg or even just rpgs in general like even stuff like the tales mm-hmm. of series or whatever right the problem mm-hmm. with it for me is that like once you figure it out a lot of the times you figure it out 
And in my experience, that's not the case with Fire Emblem because any number of variables can change. They can be in, a, in an area where they're, uh, they have higher evasiveness or they can be near mm -hmm. an enemy unit that will defend them in a different way than they usually would, mm -hmm. like depending on where you put your unit or whatever, right? Um, there's more like moving pieces. And mm -hmm. Pokemon is similar if you play Pokemon like like it's built to be played basically yeah like the, you're right, the game yeah. encourages you to catch a lot of pokemon because there are a lot of pokemon and the game encourages you to use a lot of pokemon but most people mm -hmm. use one group of six pokemon <laughs> so they're able to yeah. do the like boring rpg thing of yeah. like i'm going to over level and then just pick the strongest attack i got and that's good and i win mm -hmm. but if you do the like i'm catching all the pokemon and i'm going to try to use as many of them as possible and like oh the gym leader uses three pokemon so i'm gonna try to use three po you know like all that stuff mm -hmm. that's when the strategy comes into play that's why yeah. for instance talking about the soul link despite how much mm -hmm. me and lee yeah, know yeah, about yeah. pokemon we wipe three that's times <laughs> or two times we're on our third run because we're not playing yeah. the game like like we have unlimited money and we're buying microtransactions you know like that's how <laughs> yeah, most people right. play pokemon and they're like the game's easy mm -hmm. it's like yeah because you have a level 90 freaking charmander two gym badges into the game because it's the only pokemon uh -huh. you use you know um yeah it, it could do a better job because i i think that fire emblem also does a good job at like uh at least where i'm at and with the amount that i play it because i'm sure that you could over level if you really wanted to mm -hmm. um at forcing you to be like on par rather than extremely mm -hmm. over leveled um yeah. and and that also could be what it is with these other games but i think this this is like a super tangent but i think a problem mm -hmm. with most other rpgs is like whether you want to or not you're usually forced to over level because random encounters are a thing and that I would I mean fun. yeah definitely depends from game to game I'd say because yeah. like yeah there's some games where for sure that's the case and then there's other ones where um I mean like yeah I don't bravely default you know great example of one of, it's not random encounters so mm. you can just at some point if you're at the right level you just kind of run past everybody just to get to the boss mm. or something like that and then um go from there but at the same time you could just run around and grind and that's it, what in I that was, kind of game that, it also I, is easier to grind than in fire emblem because for fire emblem you're like mm -hmm. and now choose to do battle again and that's or, the other thing that you know I was whatever you say yeah. where it's like it's it's two mm -hmm. sides of that coin where it's like either yep. the game forces you to grind or like if it, it forces you to grind or it force feeds the grind and neither mm -hmm. one of those things is a fun <laughs> um either it's not fun to grind to Depends get to the high enough are. level <laughs> eh, i don't know no, if it does I, I, like, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. If for me, like depending on the game, if I like the combat in an RPG, it is fun right, to grind. But that's point different. Blank. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think the act of grinding is ever fun. I think that if the game I'm saying right now that it is. You're saying that the <laughs> gameplay is fun. And since you think the gameplay is fun, it is fun to experience the gameplay over and over again. That is different from yeah. the act of grinding in isolation, just grinding, just the the idea of like, I'm going to. I don't think you can, but you can't like tear the two apart because otherwise, I mean, you same can. could be said of Smash because or whatever. Because no, because like, it's not fun to play Smash frequently because that's all the grinding is. No, it's just the gameplay, but more often. Though. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is grinding in a video game like an RPG is you are mm -hmm. fighting the same enemy over and over again to mathematically be on par with other 
characters in the video game. It's not fun to have to exactly, grind, but that's, that's different from. No, no, no. But yeah, I know. But what you were saying before was it's not fun to grind, right. like to just to fight lots of enemies over and over again. Because I'm saying that for people that include me, that is a fun thing to do. Yes, and even the in the context. Sorry, say that again. If the combat is fun. If yes, yeah. if the combat is fun. But I'm just saying you can't say grind outside of the context of what the gameplay is because otherwise every game is grinding. Like, I you know, know about that. outside of the context. I mean, yeah, cuz like again, Smash is fun because the combat is fun. So similarly, if the combat of no, with, you know, the context or whatever, of the of the phrase grind is specifically I am going to fight this thing so that I can get a higher number so that I can fight other I mean, things that are higher Yes and no, but you also say, like, I'm on the smash grind or Do whatever. You that? know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know if I say that. I'm not saying you say that, but I'm saying, like, people people say that where it's, like, it's doing something a lot to get better at it or whatever. Like, in Smash context, you're leveling up your own skill. In an RPG context, you're leveling up the character. So, like... If, if a game is forcing you to do to it, me, then like... To me, when I hear wait. the, the, the yeah. phrase grind, it is something mm-hmm. that is being required by the video game. Even if the thought process with something like Smash is playing the game over and over again is grinding, it's not required by the video game for you to ever play Smash over and over again. If you don't want to grind at Smash, you don't have to grind at Smash. But if I want to complete the RPG, I have to, in in the games that are like not designed as well, grind Mm -hmm. because I am at a mathematical disadvantage if I do not. I mean, yeah, so even then I would, because yeah, it is semantics at that point a little bit. The thing that I would say is there could, for the person, for the game, you know, those being the big variables there, it could be possible that the game is designed poorly because it forces you to grind. And yet still for that person, for that game, it's still fun to do it. Yeah. Like there, I, I've been absolutely in situations like that where it's like, cool, yep, got to level up. I'm going to go fight some bad guys. And it's like, it's a fun thing to do. But the game's designed poorly for making me do it. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think all that said, similar, just to clear it up from somebody who's on the other end of this. I just think it's, a similar, I think it's a similar thing to like, what does fun mean? And there are things yeah, yeah, that yeah, like sure. people find fun that if you extrapolate far, far enough, it's like, yes, this overall experience, these combination of things can be seen as fun, but it is not the same kind of fun as like something that's more direct as like getting on a roller coaster. Like getting on a roller coaster is more directly at, like what people think of when you look up uh, fun in the dictionary and you see a picture, you know, like you see like yeah. somebody bouncing a ball or swimming mm. or, or whatever, right? It's not as direct. Mm. It's a lot more cerebral right. and a lot more like involved and has more um uh more components to it that in combination can be perceived as fun but that that's what i why i said specifically like the mm-hmm. concept of just the doing the thing over and over again because that relies on like the the core concept of doing something over and over again is for that thing mm-hmm. that you are doing over and over again to be fun to you. If the thing is fun mm-hmm. to you, yeah, then totally. you want to do it over and over again. But mm-hmm. the need to do it over and over again, unless the thing is already fun, is not good. Yeah, but yeah, agreed on all those points. I think it's uh, there's just too much. Yeah, too many variables that are like person to person, game to game kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. like uh, you know. Even to to close this chapter is like, 
if Smash isn't fun to you, I mean, it's it's not forcing you to do it, but like the world of light is the most boring thing because like it's not fun to do, you know, that that's sort of a logic. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> in general, yeah, I mean, yes, so agreed. I think it's still, it's bad game design oftentimes to do that. Um, but for people that enjoy it, it can still be an enjoyable time. Um, yeah. So all that to say, it's nice that Fire Emblem does a good balance of those things and uh, is a, you know, it's a good time for everybody, sounds like. I mean, maybe not for everybody, but at least for you. And for me, when I get around to it more yep. than I did. Um, is there anything else that you're playing? Uh, nope. Me neither, I don't think. Um, yeah, pretty sure not. So with that, let's move on to Q&A. And here it is. From Discord, Inda asks, does your milkshake bring all the boys to the yard? <laughs> uh, I don't have a milkshake unfortunately i wish i did yeah what what flavor would you choose uh depends on what flavors they got hmm. if you like right now such I and such place never has answer, all the flavors I could never answer that question mm, i could never okay. do it because i would literally yeah. just like in that in that exact <laughs> moment if i'm looking at the things that they got i'd be like oh give yeah. me that and then give me that and then give me that right um but like <laughs> like just just uh presented with all the options in the world i Mm -hmm. I don't know man i know it's tough yeah yeah especially with all the options in the world there gets to be some really interesting ones um i feel like as far as the classics go if it's just like a simple thing i'm gonna go strawberry probably for like just a buy the books yeah milkshake three base ones i'm picking vanilla I don't really like chocolate. Chocolate milkshakes give me like coffee vibes. And I don't really like it. Yeah, um, and like more often than not, it's boring but... chocolate flavor. Mm, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's I my my milkshake brings no boys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Boys, let me know though um, if if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Rise said a bunch of things. Here we go. Do you think there is precedent for intelligent systems to remaster old Fire Emblem games, perhaps ones that were never translated and morph them to fit more current Fire Emblem style? I know they've been doing that somewhat with Fire Emblem 15 Echoes, um, but I wonder what it would do to games that play super differently from modern titles such as Fire Emblem 4, Genealogy of the Holy War, where there's such a small number of stages but all of them are massive and abilities and other things such as storytelling are done in a fundamentally different way. Considering Fire Emblem 17 Engage is mainly a nostalgia bait type game with a lot of the extra parts of the game being mainly to trigger nostalgia for older titles. Would you think they might be currently working on them and are trying to add an interest for these older characters? Sorry for the long question. Um, I don't, th- the fact that they did it once uh says to me mm-hmm. that no there's not a, a like hard precedent um i think that the, if they wanted to to remaster all the games that have different uh mechanics and mm-hmm. they're designed differently and like they have different balance in terms of like how big maps are and like all that different stuff i think that that if anything just gives them more room to make a a, a better remaster you know um whether that be they redesign those and make them more similar to now and then they include more content to to make up for that or like to to uh Mm -hmm. to be able to incorporate more elements from the game in a way that is um more approachable to people now um or just people in general because i'm sure that the reason why they did that then and then proceeded to move away from it is because they didn't think that it was uh marketable 
um yeah or fun to people that played it and then proceeded to like buy, not buy the next game or whatever right um because yeah. obviously fire emblem was like on its way out until awakening um but like i don't know there's there's rumors that they that they wanted to do more mm-hmm. remasters but there's always rumors you know yeah we haven't really seen it's... any confirmation of that yeah right i mean because the rumor was too that this game you know and it could be that it was like the reason that the rumor blah 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 was this game was the um path of radiance and radiant dawn remasters or whatever Mm -hmm. was because like oh there's a fire emblem game and it's got i don't know is ike the one from the radiant dawn those those two um and he's one of the echoes in here or one of the um you know uh, ring people or emblem thank you yeah and then um, with you know, the, so like, d- they could they could have just saw like art or whatever right yeah because they have the emblems exactly. and then when you buy the the uh the what, the bond rings or whatever right mm-hmm. so they have multiple like uh uh images from these games with these different characters or whatever and maybe they yep. just saw the ike file <laughs> or folder mm-hmm. <laughs> with all the radiant dawn stuff and, and they, they were, were like, like that's they're the definitely one. remastering yeah. or whatever or maybe they are remastering it's, it who knows yeah because i think that this game I mean, th- specifically mm-hmm. gives them incentive to because like at least like so far that that was another thing yeah. with fire emblem that um that or, or or with this game so far the bond rings i don't care about the rings at all <laughs> because like yeah. i don't know any of these characters i know of marth you know but i don't know mm-hmm. nothing about marth i didn't play his video game yeah. and i don't really plan to um and there's so many of them that i would feel intimidated to really try to care at all i think about you know all of i them. think that right if, i mean there's a lot of them right? yeah there's a lot of them. there's a lot of there's like okay. 40 uh but there i mean there's like so 10 characters i think per or mm-hmm. it depends on the game because there are some characters i mean some games it looks like they have more bond rings than others um ah, gotcha. but i only have like what four i have four uh emblem rings mm-hmm. right now so um and i gotcha. probably have like 10 or 15 of like I think there's some that I have like next to none because again, like Mm -hmm. I don't really buy the bond rings because I don't have any characters that I, that are any characters that come from games that I know. I'm kind of trying to save my, uh, my bond fragments until I get like Lucina or, or, Uh or or freaking Bylas because those, I mean, not even Roy because I never played his game either. Um, but characters that come from games that I've played, like Awakening, I played Awakening Mm -hmm. and I played, Mm -hmm. um, three houses so getting yep. their emblem rings and then getting bond rings of those characters matters more yep. to me because i could recognize the characters um but yep. all the other characters i only know uh at most as like smash assist trophies or the freaking regular trophies or characters mm-hmm. if, like for like the marfs and the roys and whatnot yeah it's tough too because all this the you know the one thing to throw in there too is the fire emblem shadow dragon and the blade of light coming back in 2020 for a limited time for some reason um you know which is neat and all but like i i do wonder to to me if i were them i would kind of alternate if you're trying to do remasters and stuff do new game remaster new game remaster if you're trying to like bring a bunch of them back or something you know like bring them to the west um and they didn't really do that they kind of did in that they did three houses and then sure they did shadow dragon blade light but like that's that wasn't like 
a full-on remaster. They just they added a couple of quality of life features and um, and brought a game to the like localized a game mm-hmm. that never had been before. But it's still a Famicom game, you know, through right. and through. So um, yeah. So all that said, like it, I don't. Precedent-wise, I, I don't know that I would feel comfortable saying that anything is precedent and that they could kind of do whatever they want right. from here. And like you said, like, yeah, they're introducing characters, but, like, I also don't know that... Like, with them introducing so many of the characters, as opposed to if they were, like, introducing characters specifically from the, you know, Radiant on Path of Radiance games or something like that, mm-hmm. then it's like, and now these games, remember them from this one you just played? That kind of thing. I could... I could see that as a through line better than just like, here's all the characters. Here's just a whole bunch. And then, you know, um, to lead to a specific other game. So, I don't know. I think the doors are wide open in any case. So. I, I also think <laughs> yeah, that like Fire Emblem, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like the type of franchise that they want to oversaturate. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, right. I think that that would be, uh, that would be too risky for them to be coming out yeah. with too many Fire Emblem games because like yeah, for sure. Fire, Emblem, Fire Emblem for them is definitely successful. But I think most mm-hmm. of why Fire Emblem is seen to them as being successful is it's relatively inexpensive and it has mm-hmm. like a good fan base, but it's not like, you know, it's not Pokemon. It's not Zelda. You know, it's not yeah. going to sell 10 million units. It's it's maybe good yeah. for three, four on a good day, which four would be like a really good day. Um, yeah. So so like with that I mean, in mind, even, it doesn't really seem like the type of thing. And also they take, uh, it's not Kirby. It's not something that they can just mm-hmm. like, uh, like just churn out and say like, all right, here's a new mm-hmm. Kirby game. See you next year. You know, like Fire Emblem yeah. games take a, a relatively long time to make, even if they're mm-hmm. remastering them, I would assume, because there's a lot of dialogue yeah. and so on and so forth. Um, yep. So... Yeah. And like, even as far as the oversaturation stuff goes, like the number of people that, I mean, myself included, that when Fire Emblem Engage was announced, it was like, oh, it's a brand new Fire Emblem. Do we just play Fire Emblem? Yeah. And it's been, I mean, three and a half years mm-hmm. at this point, but it does feel like pretty recent. Yeah. Um, you know, and so like, there's just some games that I feel like can come out pretty close to each other back to back or whatever, and it's fine. And then there's other ones that like kind of benefit from being missed for a little while and i feel like fire emblem yeah is probably mean, more of one of those i think it's mostly uh like what I, uh what i think with a situation like this is you look at mm-hmm. pokemon right and mm-hmm. a lot of people said that about scarlet and violet but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter it doesn't matter at all because yeah. whether you play it or not, it's still going to sell 20 million units, you know, um, mm-hmm. because that's how big their fr- like their fan base is. Because even if there is 5 million people that's like, eh, I don't know if I want to play it, there's 10 yeah. million more people that have never played a Pokemon game that they're going to buy this one. Um, that's not yeah. the case with Fire Emblem. It, it, it mm-hmm. seems a lot more like the 3 million people you got is the 3 million people you got. <laughs> and if they're burnt yeah. out, <laughs> they're probably not going to buy it, you know? Um, yeah yeah exactly it seems more like and obviously i'm sure that there's like new like there there is somewhat of a revolving door there because that's true with Mm -hmm. any long running franchise but i think Mm -hmm. that the the amount of people that are leaving and coming in are are a lot fewer than uh with a more successful major nintendo franchise like a pokemon a zelda mario yeah it's in a similar boat to xenoblade in that kind of regard for like a lot of people started with two and then like 
some of those people got one. Some people didn't get two. And actually, no, probably most people, whatever. Um, and then, but th- three is a situation where, like, some people probably jumped on board. But the majority of people that got it, I'd imagine, were people that played two and one. And, you know, at this point, decided to play three. So it's, um, yeah, there's just some of those franchises that don't don't benefit from uh new adopters in the same way that splatoon's on the opposite end of that yeah. you know splatoon 3 came out and like there's plenty of people where splatoon 3 is their first one and cool that's perfect you know like easy jump in point but like um yeah just not everything's like that because right. <laughs> so. the thing about splatoon is like it has mass appeal fire emblem does not yeah so it's like yeah. you you have this game that came out and on the wii u of all things sold like four point something million units yeah. and then people are like what the mm-hmm. heck why are four point something million people buying a video game on the wii u mm-hmm. and then they buy it on the <laughs> switch and then they're like what the heck how come 12 yeah. million people are playing this game i never played before and then they go <laughs> and they buy it right um yeah. fire Emblem doesn't have that so yeah. fire emblem i mean has like especially now with three houses it's like I have recommended it to several people that's like, Oh, you're looking for a gameplay. You should play fire Emblem three houses. Honestly, you'd really like it, you know? Um, and just like the good word of mouth sort of thing that that game has going for it is, is great, but you can't have that with like, it just doesn't if a person were to buy a, a switch for the first time mm-hmm. next week. And we're like, Hey, what's some games I should play. I'm not going to recommend to them. Both of those yeah. is what I'm saying. And those aren't, uh, replacement situation like splatoon 2 to splatoon 3 is that's like no nintendo theoretically would love you to buy both of those Mm -hmm. games if you're gonna play them um but you know that's just like yeah i don't know not quite how so that's long enough on that question i think but good question and who's to say honestly we will find out um rp asked will aj use the dragon balls to revive chloe hashtag protect the waifus hashtag aj i refuse um that makes it less fun it makes it less fun for me and i also mm-hmm. think it makes the chat less fun i think that like yeah the 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 the, the outcry of of people being like i can't believe you let so and so die it's fun mm-hmm. yeah um so i i, I like that Agreed. more than just bringing them back it's like you should Pick a character that you really don't like and just like... I'm doing that. That's just why, hold him over the edge. Yo, that's why <laughs> like, freaking... Whatever his name is, freaking Bougie died. Yeah. That's why he there died. I didn't care about him mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> I was throwing him to and the wolves as soon as I could. Hated him. <laughs> um, and uh, there there was two more that were like... Uh, I don't remember their names, but there, there, there are two new uh, uh, waifu characters that like they're mm-hmm. they're on the chopping block too, but they turned out to be useful. So now, now they can't. <laughs> I can't kill them because yep. the boat people are useful because the Pegasus mm-hmm. people they be cheating. Yeah. So I need I need True. I need bow people. I need archers. That's right. Um. So mm-hmm. they're, they're safe. All now. right. Next question. Uh, I already kind of answered this before, but you didn't say anything at the time. So Megman asked, "What's the best kind of cheese, AJ? You got any thoughts?" Brie. Brie's real good. True. Brie's real good. All right. GK Dobesk said, "What equipment do you use for recording the podcast? Is there any difference from that equipment and what you use to stream?" No. Uh, by design, 
because I want my uh, something that I have always wanted and it only happened really because of 2020 um, is a super turnkey setup. I want to be able to 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 like just walk in a room and click a few things and then everything's working. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yeah. use the same Sure SM7B for the mic. I use freaking uh, M Audio Fast Track that I got in like 2011. Um, I do have <laughs> yep. a, a Scarlett uh, Focusrite, but it, it's like mm-hmm. weird with Mac. Uh, I, I'm sure that I can get it to work, but it's just not really worth it when this just I just plug it in and it works. Um, I have a cloud mm-hmm. lifter plugged into that that plugs into the thing i use the uh the steam stream deck i use stream deck um (laughs) which that is technically different from streams because i don't use it at all for streams at all Mm. um i mean i could in theory but like yeah yeah um i i pretty much just got this for that um and then outside Mm -hmm. of that it's just imac 2020 imac um with a freaking what is this keyboard called keychron something Keychron mm-hmm. K8 or, or something, and then a nice. Magic Trackpad. Uh, oh, Elgato Ring Light, um, Sony nice. A7 III. That's my setup, and that's plugged into an Elgato Cam Link. Nice. And all that goes I've through got... Streamlabs. Oh, just <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, yeah. I've got a bunch of stuff, similar kind of situation, just with a lot less of the like streamy type stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a good little time. But yeah, similarly, if I were to stream, 100% it would just be the same equipment because, I mean, plus some that I don't have hooked up. Mm-hmm. Because, like yeah, there's card. like having different stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. Having different stuff for different purposes would be too much of a headache for anybody. Yeah. So you go. If Last I had to one, plug in my capture card mm-hmm. every time I streamed, I would never stream, ever. Yeah, yeah. I would never stream. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's honestly great. Like the, um, so one thing in trying to like make music or like do anything creative or whatever that I've been trying to figure out is like, what, uh, like, how can I reduce any and all friction that exists yeah. between wanting something to happen and that thing happening? Um, and for different kinds of projects, that's been more or less successful, kind of depends. Um, from time to time but like uh, over there i think it's in the shot like the electric drum kit that's really nice for just like being able to play some stuff in i got a keyboard over here that i need to get a longer usb cable for because right now i've got to like pull everything close to it for it to plug in but like having that close by and like guitars are just right here and stuff so everything's like within reach to where if i want something to happen i can plug it in and it can happen like within 45 seconds of turning on my computer Mm. um but that's like, yeah. Otherwise, just it's so hard to do things. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what, that's why it's the dream for turnkey everything. Uh-huh. Yep. So last one, Miss um, Skelton or M Skelton? I think it's M Skelton. Um, M Skelton 07 said, "Who is y'all's favorite competitive SSBU player?" Uh. Parker doesn't know any competitive Smash Brothers players. Well, you, you I know, know the, the ones, ones you've said, I, yeah. And I've you know seen names or two here or there exist, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Parker's Parker's I'm gonna say is Toast because he plays Young Link and he's the best Young Link. Yeah, that's it that's is Toast, one. and it's also toast. with a name like Toast, 
how could you go wrong? It's true. You know, um, mine. It depends. It depends. I, I I think like overall, like the 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 player that like I am the most excited to see be announced for a tournament or the, the saying that they're going to go somewhere is Quaid. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, no. Oh, who Quaid. is it? Um, he's uh. a kid from New York. Um, he's the current nice. best Pokemon trainer. Uh, and ah. that's always exciting. And also, it's a similar yeah. thing where it's like I've interacted with him a few times. Um, I have him on Discord, so like I talk to him mm-hmm. like whenever it's like tournaments. I'm like, oh, it's hype that you won, or you got whatever. You'll do better next time, or yeah. whatever, right? Um, similar to mm-hmm. Tweak, um, but like usually it is Tweak because Tweak is the 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 connect. Like he's from New Jersey, like I'm from New Jersey. Um, he yep. plays similarly to like the play style that I strive to have, where it's like this mixture between like defensive play and offensive play, um, and being mm-hmm. able to like turn on the dime between those two things. Um, and yeah, like I said, interacted with him before. So tweak, um, quid, those are usually the ones that I'm pulling to win whenever they're at a tournament. Nice. Yep. And again, obviously, obviously toast mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, this podcast is toast. It's, true. it's out of here. That's like a fact. like burnt bread. <laughs> so that's the saying now. You get with the times, AJ. Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, burnt bread. Uh, do all the good social media things that you should be doing and like and comment the podcast. Go like to and Patreon. You say words. Like, comment, subscribe, go <laughs> to Patreon, tell your friend, go to the podcast. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye.